They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. That's not how it works. Mia O'Brien. Should I laugh? Should, should I not laugh? And Leon Searcy. This is a big boy league. How you like me now? How you like me now? Well, let's get it cranking on a Friday, shall we? Oh, yeah, beautiful sunshine. You know, it is February, but it's also FLA. And it is a beautiful day right here in the Sunshine State. And we are out with the folks at Famous Quick Loop right here on San Jose Boulevard. And I told you guys yesterday that Big Mike would be cooking. Am I right or yeah. am I right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Get me some hot dogs, Mike. Let's yeah. go. And they've Big got, Mike. They got brats. The they got burgers. They got it all set up for you. And so if you want to drop them by Famous Quick Loop, we would love to see you. Now, they've got specials. Here's the beautiful thing about this family-owned and, operation, uh, family owned and operated operation. We got our dudes, man. We got our dudes that are always here hanging out, telling stories. Absolutely. I like yeah. to use, uh, you know, and JJ can appreciate this fully now. Leon soon, whenever yeah. you watch Sopranos. Yeah, I was when, just thinking that, When they bro. sit out in front of the pork shop, <laughs> this is it right here. I oh, feel like yeah. some Godfather music needs to be played. <laughs> They're already asking me what I want. I'm like, I promise I'll get up during the break. It's yeah. okay. It's yeah. all right. We're here for three hours. Stop on by. Well, they're family, that's for sure, and uh, they will feed you. So they make you feel famous, that's for sure. So drop on by. Oil chain specials. They got military discounts, senior citizens and discounts they want to make sure that they take care of you any way possible so we and here's the other thing they got a famous quick loop and a famous automotive so don't be confused look for that uh what are those things called uh that are floating in the air the uh you know to the draw ufos the wild yeah. apparently those are flo- flying around in the air these yeah. days uh yeah no, yeah no no not spy the gumby. planes not no the gumbies the, <laughs> yeah, gumby. the gumbies the gumbies really? not spy yeah. planes from china or anything just like looking that for the 1010 xl van jojo exactly that's where i was going but you got to look for the uh you know the flying hero whatever he is and then the 1010 xl broadcast bus because yeah. i made a u-turn Heading to the I went to automotive. The, I went to the other one too. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I like, made Wait a, a quick turn that uh, yeah, went, may or may not have almost uh, spooked a pedestrian. It yeah. didn't hit him, almost spooked the pedestrian. I went to the desk of the other one. I said, Hey, I was supposed to be doing a radio show here. She said, <laughs> What? Radio show here? And she said, what's the address? I said, uh, she says down the street. Yeah. Said, okay. It is so funny because they got both. You know, they can do the full yeah. car or they can do the quick, uh, famous quick loop. So drop on by, say hello, hang out with us. Uh, welcome to Rockville. And these are VIP tickets. So you got a chance to enter for VIP tickets to welcome to Rockville down at Daytona. That comes up in May. And we're talking about a rock star list. So uh, on a heavy metal Big Hair Friday, we'll work in plenty of Rockville artists. And you got a chance to drop on by and put your name in the hat. Now. Let's get into a couple things. We got the the duels from last night. We'll set up our little prop uh, bet contest coming up here in just a sec, and we'll d- talk with Larry McReynolds a little bit later on. Uh, but let's get into the biggest story. The story that uh, before we get into the Jaguars and Jalen Ramsey, Tiger Woods. Yep. Last night was unreal. Tiger Woods finishes on a hot streak, throwing darts at flags 16, 17, 18. He birdies them on his way to a subpar round. Mm-hmm. The place was electric. Uh, while he's doing this, he's out driving Justin Thomas and handing him a feminine hygiene product as he walks down the fairway, which was unbelievable. Well, he, unbelievable. A, fe- a feminine hygiene product, but also how much money you think was in that? 
fistful that he oh, handed him. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, there, was, there was some dollar-dollar bills there, too. They were having fun. And, and so day-to-day, day, it's, it's it, like it's not a referendum, but you don't know what you're going to get out of the Tiger bag because what he did yesterday was extraordinary. He's got to come back and do something good today. So I'll ask you guys this. How much do you think playing with JT, his guy who he does so many practice rounds with over the years, playing with Rory, what did that do for Tiger's confidence? Maybe did that allow him to shoot two under and have the finish that he did last night? It totally fires him up. He's in a comfortable mm-hmm. group. We always talk about the pairings that these guys get in the first couple of rounds. Do they like each other? Do they not like each other? Uh, if it was Rory and Patrick Reed, they wouldn't be necessarily loving on one another. But those two are his buds, his dudes. And he gets them again today. Now, he's already hit it in the water but almost aced the par three, had a tap in birdie. And he's sitting right now, I still think, one under one par. Under. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, obviously, the, 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 the pairing is round. great. What worries me about Tiger, and I did watch him yesterday. He was on fire. Wasn't it's that just, awesome? Just, can he sustain it yeah. for the next couple of rounds? How will his body be able to hold up? And I know what he's doing. Because, see, I, always, I get on the Tiger wagon, especially when he comes back and everything, because everything sets up for the Masters. Now, there's, the Masters in his body, because it has peaks and valleys in the golf course, mm-hmm. I will be interested to see how he sustains – his movement yep. in this round to set up for the Masters later on. Yeah, I don't, I don't like think it's anything about confidence. Yeah. I, I think he's very confident in his game yeah. and it's the way he's striking the ball, yeah. but it's all about once something starts to break down, yeah. that affects the swing. Yeah, and it that affects the way you strike the ball. And also then your confidence is the gone. fatigue, too. The fatigue yeah, yeah, on the legs. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the other thing. That's, that's, that's the yeah, whole that's thing. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think he has any confidence when he's in the ball, yeah. but once that starts to – wear on him a little yeah. bit and you know joe just yeah. little little switch oh and then gosh, boom yeah. the ball's but i didn't way off i didn't see hardly any <clears throat> limp whatsoever yesterday we're talking about just the smallest little well, gate you know the way he walks jj were you watching this morning does he have i mean does it look any different uh no he looks about the same i haven't noticed yeah. any like that he looks better yeah. or worse and well, so that's well, the wear and tear we're talking well, well, about. Well, how is the golf course set up for the, 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 this invitational setup compared to the Masters? I mean, it's hilly, not it's as hilly. hilly as Augusta. Okay. But well, it's so definitely hilly. Well, so here's the thing, too. A lot of our Nooners were sounding off on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures and reminding us that it's really hole one and hole 18 that are the major hills at yeah. Riviera. I mean, it's slopey yeah. throughout the duration of yeah. the golf course, but it obviously isn't quite – Augusta, where all of a sudden, yeah. you know, in the middle of the round, you got to be climbing a mountain. Yeah, not like that. There's a reason they call it Beverly Hills. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there are hills. <laughs> and so they're in Pacific Palisades, which is right around the corner. And so, yeah, they, there are certain things that he has to deal with. But it's like I told you guys, he has more starts there than any other tournament on tour where he hasn't won. And he looked very comfortable yesterday. Will it last? Who knows? But yeah, I, I'm just eating it up. I'm just it, Yeah. It, it's not just the walking. It's not just the mileage that he's walking. Yeah. It's bending over. Oh, yeah. It's all the turning, stuff. a quick turn to say something to somebody. All those little but things. But it's the circulation in the ankle that's yeah. the biggest thing. And trying to drive and get everything back on his left side. So, anyway, you guys can chime in on that. 641-1010. Uh, you know, as far as he goes today, you guys, if you're watching it, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, yeah. We'll have Carney, Mark Carnival, our PGA Tour guy. Uh, who was out there on the grounds. He said traffic is hellish, as you can imagine. It is Uh, Los Angeles. It is there. And so hopefully we'll get him as he gets uh, on the follow uh, with Tiger and them a little bit later on today. 77-13, we do, in fact, want to give you updates about the golf besides Tiger. Uh, Keith Mitchell currently solo leader through eight holes this morning. He is at nine under. Max Homa, who was your 18, or excuse me, yeah, your uh, 18-hole leader, uh, is now sitting at seven under. At the solo second, Colin Morikawa, a name we talked about, yeah, Josie, yeah. tied for third with John Rahm at yeah. six under Rory McIlroy among those tied for fifth 
at five under. Yeah, we talk about Tiger getting to the weekend. Colin needs to get to Sunday and be successful because that's where he struggled a little bit here of late, it seems like. Uh, but they're all great. We're talking world class. And, and Homa won there last year, so he's the defender. So there's just a lot of good storylines. All right, so the storylines with Jalen Ramsey. Let's at least talk about it because it does stay in the news. It's been a big piece of news right here on 1010XL. Uh, Baloo was probably one of the first guys that got it rolling, and it's definitely a hot topic. Uh, and, Matt, we were just sitting there talking about it a second ago. And you're in your, in your mind – if available, no-brainer. Not a no-brainer. Here, here's the thing, and I keep hearing people say, in reading it on the text line, he's a cancer. Says who? Says who? He wanted out. He wanted out because of this, the dysfunction of the general manager, of the head coach, of the franchise, of the history of the franchise, of drafting, of free agent acquisitions, all dysfunctional. Who wants to be part of that? He had the, he had the ability, because he's an elite player, to get out. Was it right the way he did it, faking the injury? No, but he got out because he had to get out. The dysfunction wasn't him. It was the organization. If you got a chance to pick up a guy like that to put him opposite of Tyson Campbell, that is a game changer out there. All right, Big Sirs, let's talk chemistry. Let's talk team and all that. Yeah, for me, it's a no-brainer. You got to bring Jalen Ramsey. You ain't got to bring him back, but he, he will help you propel you to that next level among the elites. The elites, I look at the elites in our division, the Kansas City and Buffalo. If you're mm-hmm. going to be able to compete against them, you got to add the arsenal, whether it be offensively or defensively, to strike against them. Jalen Ramsey would be that arsenal that you add defensively to where you can do things defense-wise that you otherwise couldn't do because he's a lockdown corner. He maybe lost a step or two, but he's still a lockdown corner. Hey, do, hey listen, do I like what he did to get up out of here? Absolutely not. I told the Jaguar fans when it happened, they stoned me to death when I told them they faked the injury because veteran, that's the veteran move when he wants to get out of training camp because it can't be diagnosed. Yeah. And I said that he was doing that. Was he immature? Did he slide his teammates? Absolutely. But that slight and that immaturity was a direct reflection of organizationally how things were set up here in Jacksonville. And I knew Jalen Ramsey was, was worth a $100 million contract, but I knew he was not going to get it here in Jacksonville. Yeah. And, and you I said, he said yeah. at the time, remember you said yeah. they're going to have to pay three people, and two yeah. of them aren't going to get it. Right. It was unique. It, it was Jalen. Who was the third one? Uh, Miles Jack, right? Yeah. Well, it might have been one of those guys of, at least trying to forecast. And they paid Miles of the yeah. three. Right. Yeah. And then you were saying one of those, two of those three are not going to get paid, and they're not going to be happy. Yeah. And it was probably the two that many would argue, uh, at least based on all pros and Pro Bowls, probably the two that had the highest ceiling. Yeah. Uh, but here's the Not thing. Not shocked that that yeah, was a mistake. Yeah. By here's the, the thing. This team, you would, I think most people would agree out there, they did more with less. All right? They did more with less because most of our views, even though we did have someone on our show predict them winning the division, we predicted a 7-8 win total somewhere around there, nine wins from Matt. This still was a team that we thought didn't have e- – nearly all the pieces that they needed so is it is it a do more with less I think that's a good title to give them because Doug Peterson came in here changed the the culture that we always talk about we can't define it but now we know what it is okay that was the change in culture Mm -hmm. so here let me just add this to this when Jalen Ramsey says at the end of the Rams regular season if that's the end for me then you know I went out on a bang because he had a couple picks he already tried to sabotage the team that he's currently on. Now, he may have heard that the contract was going to be discussed and restructured and, and, and who knows where they're going to go, but here he is, 17 games removed from a Lombardi, and he was trying to already hatch an egg to get out of L.A. So maybe he knew. To also but, because, give some, but, that, but that, if he follows what he did here with that, then that's a turd move. To also give some, that's a turd move. To give some context to the situation, 
5 million of Jalen Ramsey's 17 million dollar salary is guaranteed. Another 7.5 million becomes guaranteed on March 22nd. So the Rams are making a call about whether they want to continue to have him in the near future, which then begs the question of do they believe their window is still open because they still have a whole lot of money right. dedicated to Aaron Donald, a whole lot of money dedicated to Matthew Stafford, who both at this juncture say they're coming back. And so if you're still all in, yes, that's a lot of money, and you have a lot of money tied up elsewhere, but if you are all in and you believe that this past year was an aberration and it was solely because the injury bug hit you and it was the nature of Murphy's Law, then why would you release or cut Jalen Ramsey? Which, by the way, Jalen Ramsey tweeting last night, 100% I won't get cut. The misinformation people run with is hilarious. Yeah, and so from the ownership side or the front office side, Jalen's been a huge piece of what we've done. And I think for all our players, it's going to be about figuring out what's best moving forward. Now, that is, of course, a scripted, calculated way to phrase it. He said, when you're a team like the Rams who have had success, we have a lot of great players. People are always inquiring about our talent. It's not just Jalen. We get calls on all of our good players all the time. And then he goes on to say, you know, the next few months will certainly be interesting. There's – we've used the word posturing a ton here of late when it comes to Juwan Taylor and some of the – and Evan Ingram. This is posturing on the Rams side and on Jalen's side. No question about it. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, look, I, I, I don't. Doesn't mean he gets cut. If he gets cut, it's completely different than you have to go get him. Yeah. If you have to go get him, you're gonna have to give up something, right. and you have to pay part of that contract. Yeah. Unrealistic. Completely different situations. Mm-hmm. If that's yeah. the case, I wouldn't go do it. Yeah. But if he's cut, and you literally can sign him into a deal of your own liking, I mean, I, I have no idea why you wouldn't do so. Because, yeah. like you said, you kind of t- phrase it, and I might be wrong. So tell me if I'm wrong. As they kind of overachieved this year, would you? Was that? Well, I, I said they, kind did, of they did more with less. Okay, yeah. I, so yeah. I don't think you go into the following season saying, "Let's keep with these overachievers and see." No, now is the time to add. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to add specific pieces yeah. at critical parts that can play in this league yeah. that have proven they can play in this league. Yeah, and don't words, pull back now. Now yeah. is your window is there right now. Right. In other go words, after it. Doug proved in a very short amount of time that he's a damn good coach and that he can bring the guys together and they can have a common goal and they can thrive and so I believe they did more with less because of look at what they what they had and a lot of these things were considered at least in our view kind of a, a patchwork here or there look what they had to deal with with Shaq Griffin going down anyway they, they pieced it all together and it worked well and so I agree that you've got to get those extra pieces dropped in but I'm going to ask Leon this question Andre Risen. While good, could have been considered a cancer in your locker room back in 1996. So kind of take us back to that because the team wasn't well, the team wasn't the team that we know, but he was a little bit of a cancer. Well, I'm a, well, I, listen, Bad Moon wasn't a cancer in the locker room, so to say. Bad Moon had an issue with Mark Brunel because Bad Moon was running his own routes and games. He was he was not he was not consistent with the game. He wasn't a teammate. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't. Which is he, what Jalen's been accused of. Doing. Yeah, well, he was he was running his own routes, and he was frustrated. Mark Brunell and Mark and him didn't coincide. They couldn't coincide. And then you know, if, if your quarterback can't coincide with one you receiver, somebody got to go, and it had to be bad moon. But inside the locker room, he's cool. But if you're not getting it done on the field, then you you affected my money. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That that's where bad moon messed up. Bad moon was doing his own thing, and not the game plan was scripted to what we needed to do. And he was doing his own thing. So in that way, the game plan, he became a cancer. Yeah, yeah. And it can happen like that. And Jalen's been 
at the very least, looked yeah, at and you, viewed upon but if your idea as is, a guy that might just turn around and point fingers at guys. Okay, but if your idea is that getting, Doug Peterson is yeah. cures all ills, right? Yeah. At least and, now and why, it looks and why, that way. Hang on, and why the players played at their ceiling yeah. this year. Why couldn't he do the same thing with Jalen? Also, yeah. I will like yeah. to say this. I talked to MJD at length, not this past summer's training camp, but the summer before, and he obviously calls games for the Rams in Los Angeles. And he said that, you know, the cancer thought that so many Jaguar fans have here, that doesn't exist in L.A. Part of that is the Rams are not the main attraction in L.A. And so probably humbled Jalen a little bit. He is not the focal point of every fan and every media member in that city. But moreover, what I found fascinating, and again, things change over two years' time. The Rams have since won a Super Bowl. They've also completely tanked the following season. But what MJD was telling me is there was already talk in the Rams' front office. Again, this is in summer 2021 of, Mm -hmm. all right, so we have Jalen on this contract right now. Three years down the line, we're going to segue him to a new deal where he'll eventually move to safety, and that way he can play out the next three, four years at that position and still live in L.A. and live out his career here. Yeah. And so I want to know what, what changed aside from them having a losing season this year. Oh, because I, money. other than that. I think money and egos. Cap, egos yeah. do get big after, after yeah. a Lombardi. Yeah, probably. There's no doubt about that. And so, well, I, also I, the direction, I think, of the Rams. I mean, they were yeah. so all in in 2021, 2022. And it's it's kind of like, all right, now what? But it goes back to, you know, Matt saying, you know, right now the time is now to strike. This is a good enough team. That was their mindset, and they spent gobs of money doing it. Think they of got what Super they did. Bowl. And they did. But I'm just saying now it's coming apart at the seams. And so now they got to kind of pay the freight on it. And so they're figuring out. Would you do that? Where they're going to, oh, I would take, I would. Would you spend, go all out to yeah. spend and, and get but, a Super Bowl? Yeah, hell yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But I keep looking at Leon, and Wayne Weaver tried to do this. Wayne said, and this was either after, ni- this was after 99, and I don't have the direct quote, but he basically said that when you see that prize and you're as close to that prize, and there were two AFC championship games over a four-year stretch, and, and I'm, again, paraphrasing. Right. He said you can get drunk off of that. And you see it, you taste it, you love it, you fall, and you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. Well, back then, they abused the salary cap. That's when they went and got Carnell Lake and Hardy Nickerson and all these other guys. Anyway, they spent to the hilt, and they couldn't get it. They, and they really did try and throw money at the problem. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, in 96, I mean, we did just like this team last year. I yeah. mean, we did a lot more with less. Now, I know I was a big free agent acquisition right. because, you know, they wanted to – Mark Benel was going to be their franchise guy, so they needed bookend tax as well. So, he spent a lot on me. But the, the mass majority, 90% of the, the, the team that we had was assembled from castaways, mm-hmm. you know, from other teams. And now we meshed at the right time and made a run. But somewhere in Jacksonville, somewhere after that season, we realized that, yeah, we overachieved with these players, but we're going to need more to compete against the Broncos and the Steelers and the New England Patriots of the world. And that's how we got better, and that's how we got in 99 to 14-2 and in the number one seed in the AFC. In, in the yeah. AFC. So, I mean, I'm not saying that we're going down that same road, but I'm saying – the fact that we did more with less, you still got to add pieces. Oh yeah, to, to the puzzle. And they, and they have to, to be. Imp- I mean, you're not Impactful. beating the Chiefs yeah. without covering in the secondary. Oh no, you're yeah. not. Yeah. And the Simple money, as that, or without the, getting the quarterback. You're and not. The money I'm talking about with with Wayne that came after 2000. It basically came after Leon yeah. left, mm-hmm. and when they spent again in 01 just to try and get it one more sure. time, yeah, and then Coughlin more. got you know ultimately was bounced. Their goal has to be the Chiefs. Right yeah. now, their goal has to be how do we beat the Chiefs? Yeah, forget about anything else. How do we beat the Chiefs? And by Chiefs? the way, Jalen would be a guy that could back Kelsey. 
Yes yeah. and no. I mean, yeah. he's a physical depending tackler. On, yeah, he's a big on, dude, too. It, it goes back to the position that we were talking about before, if he right. were to move. And know. I can tell you, and again, I, I've said this on the program all week, and especially as back in the multimedia world at 1010XL headquarters, we're getting ready for all of our draft coverage and all of our draft prep. I was grinding some tape yesterday, and I'm, it's a deep corner class. So keep that in mind as we have this conversation about Jalen Ramsey. Corner, safety, high on the Jaguars' priority list. But highest of all is how do they stop Travis Kelsey? They're not alone. That's everybody in the AFC. That's the NFC, too. But it's something to note. A couple off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. This one courtesy of 1681. If you have to ask if Ramsey will work back in Jacks, then it's an issue already. Current team can't take someone questionable regardless of talent. A couple other texters are nooners on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Want to know if the Jags could even afford Jalen Ramsey? How much money would yeah. he want? This may be a futile discussion because we're sitting here talking about what they do need to add and they need to re-sign the guys that they've got. That's going to be most of their money. They're going to restructure a few. And I can sit here and, and dream about Hargrove or Deron Payne or any of these other guys. They may not have zip for cash to go out there and get those guys in the free agency market if they either choose to tag Juwan or re-sign Evan Ingram, whatever the case may be. And then go back to our conversation with Kevin Durant and how the Brooklyn Nets look like they were assembling this powerhouse. Remember, we had this discussion when he got, you know, shipped out and on to Phoenix. And we were looking back at some of the other teams that were big busts that went and spent a bunch of money. The Eagles were one of them. Nambi Asamoah was a guy that was all of that at the cornerback position. They went and spent. Now, there wasn't a whole lot of history between those two, but they went and spent to get him along with a few other guys, and it just blew up in their face. Right, but the Nets added like six or seven guys on a 14-15 man roster. Yeah. You're talking about adding three, maybe four guys on a 53-man roster. Yeah. Big no, difference. no, I get that part. I get that part. It's just – Chemistry, I do believe, is important. It ain't everything. You still need playmakers. You, you still I mean, need ballers. You, yes. You, and and I, I under, cornerbacks are very deep in the draft. So are edge rushers. Yeah. You're not going to get a better quarter in the draft than Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No, uh, yeah, I don't think too many people would argue that because of the quality. It's just the personality and the problems that come along with him. He is he walks in as a diva. Okay, yeah, but you but but again, if you're going with the foundation of Dougie cures all. Yeah. And, he, and that's what you've been saying all along. He's the reason why the, the, the mindset changed here. Well, why couldn't he change the mindset with Jalen? Yeah, well, one thing we did agree on originally to begin with, with the problems with Jalen, is that there was a problem with this franchise. You can blame him for, for getting out of town, problem. But there was a lot of problems with this franchise that existed and, 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 and raged on after Plus, that. Plus, he's not the focal, poca- yeah. focal point anymore. Yeah. yeah, Trevor's the focal point yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's no longer the guy now. Yeah, which – who knows if he could handle that? Uh, who knows? He was not the guy in L.A. Or who knows if it would be great yeah. for him. Yeah, that's for sure. Aaron on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Ramsey would do himself a favor if he came back to Jacksonville by taking a lesser amount of his initial year or two just to try to earn some favor back from the fan base and show a sign of good faith. I hate to break it to you, Aaron. Jalen isn't in the business of making friends. No, uh, I, I mean, I had a very – again, this is when I had just gotten here to Jacksonville and so very green. But I remember having a conversation with him where he was very upfront and he said, I can be a leader – but I'm not a hoorah guy. Yeah. I'm not going to be the guy getting everybody together. Like, yeah. that's just not who I am. He is not in the business of making friends. He is in the yeah. business of making money and playing football. Right. And, I just, I just and need him to shut down, the guy. Shut down yeah. the guy across from Exactly. I'm, I'm okay I with that. I care less. Give him, give him a this, signing here's, here's the thing. Here. This notion that the, everybody's friendly and joyful in the locker room is right. naive. Right. You're gonna, I, have, I was on a bunch of teams where they were good guys and they were jerks. Yeah. But listen, you can be a jerk all you want to, but when you line up on Sunday, do your job. Yeah. 
yeah. and help us win ball games. Yeah. That's all I care about. I don't need to be – I don't need everybody in the locker room to be my friend. I'm sure I wasn't. So I didn't care about, listen, attitude in the locker room, uh, jerk or not jerk, didn't matter to me. Just shut all down I, that side. I don't care about All I care about, about is when they come right. on Sunday, can you shut that man down? Yeah. Can you get that pass rush? Can you make that tackle? Can you get that interception? That's all I really care And if he's make a good dude, block. bonus. It's Gravy. bonus. Bonus. But, but have a beer after the, the game. That, that is your definition of a good teammate, and I do I 100% agree with that. But let me just at least bring one thing with Jalen. When he does some of that finger pointing, when he says, hey, that wasn't my man or that was a different type of coverage, and basically pass and blame, what if, and I'm just, you know, hypothetical, right, right guard starts pointing finger at right tackle. The right tackle cusses him out. <laughs> right, which is the same thing and on defense. Straightens him out. Yeah, he straightens same, him out. Hey, if Jalen starts pointing, then guess yeah. what? Cisco gets on him and jumps him. That's beautiful. That's, I love it. All, just, right. all right. Right? Yeah, I do love that. All right, drop on by. <laughs> Famous Quick Loop. We are right here on San Jose, just north of Crown Point. You'll see the 1010 XL broadcast bus. The I don't know what that guy is. Gumby. Uh, look for Gumby and look for the grill and the smoke because they have got it going on. You can drop on by. They got brats, burgers, dogs, chips, drinks. They got the whole thing. And come on in because you're going to get oil chain specials. Anything you need done on your car, they can do it quick style, making you feel famous. Famous quick lube right here they're on They're still San Jose. asking me, by yeah. the way. They're asking. Yeah. They're like, what do you want? What do you oh, want? Yeah, I promise we're about to hit our first break. We're going to yeah. go get some food. Everybody yeah. else stop on by and grab some too. They are ready. All right, let's say hello to Mark Carnival, who is out in uh, – L.A., Riviera, and he'll be following Tiger coming up in just a little bit. We'll get his thoughts. He followed him yesterday. That'll all be coming up on XL Primetime. Usually that five to eight feet. This on a superb line if it's the right way. Big kick and roll towards the cup. Tiger Woods at 14. Tiger Woods at 14. Inside a foot. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. The big cat on the prowl on a big hair, heavy metal Friday has now moved to, back to two under on the weekend. Birdie on 17. Tiger beginning the day on the back nine alongside Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy at Riviera for the Genesis Invitational. Hey, hi, hello from famous Quick Loop here on San Jose Boulevard, where not only can you grab some great grub and say hello to myself and the rest of XL Primetime, but you also can enter to win Pretty nice little prize pack of sorts from Welcome to Rockville. Isn't that right, Josie? Yeah, VIP tickets and Alice Cooper, one of the performers that will be at Welcome to Rockville. JJ, you just found one of those Alice Cooper, uh, you know, kind of nuggets. What was it uh, with the little big hair heavy metal? This is Poison, Poison. by Poison. Alice Cooper, which yeah. I've never heard before. Uh, I, 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 I was born in 1990. I was putting my headphones back on. I didn't even hear it. What kind it. of heavy metal guy? There's a lot going on that. around here. All you right. know that as well All as right. I do. All right. <laughs> Alice Cooper. Uh, I told him I want I'm 18 and I like it. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. But he said, I like this. I like this one. So, so make sure you stop on by. That's the only place you can get your enter. You can enter to win this Welcome to Rockville yeah. VIP prize pack. So you need to stop by uh, San Jose Boulevard. Our exact address here on lovely San Jose is, let me pull up is my phone. 9902? 9902. 9902, folks. Make sure you swing on by. Say hi. We also have a special today only conventional oil changes only. 1999 plus taxes. That is only for 1010XL listeners. That's right. Here. Today, 12 to 3, as long as we are broadcasting, or you could get a $10 off upgrade to upgrade or synthetic oil. And, of course, we have free food and drinks, the hamburgers and the hot dogs 
they're flowing. They are free, folks. If you're looking for some free lunch, you're looking for a great oil change, look no further than and our, our friends, uh, famous Quick Lube. Our dude, High Tide on the South Side, who celebrated a birthday yesterday, came here to take advantage of a little bit of a birthday present. Free lunch on us, uh, and he's getting his oil changed. We're going to go, like, grand opening to grand opening. Friday here in Mandarin, so you Mandarin Nooners, come on over and say hello. But then also the brand-new Beach and Penman location next Friday. So if you're over Beachway, you want to stay either on one side of the ditch or the other, head to the Beach and Penman next week with a famous Quick Loop Grand Opening. Matt Hayes is very excited about yeah. that home yeah. game. That's yeah. A, yeah. Home you like game. a home game, huh? Yeah. That's his home game as they come. Yeah. Well, uh, he's not at home, but he's always close to our heart. And so let's send it on over to Los Angeles, where our good friend Mark Carnival joins us now on the Fair and Farrah phone line. No. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. It's always a good to have boots on the ground, and Carney is our man, part of PGA Tour Live, part of PGA Tour Series XM Radio, always on the grounds, not always, but quite often, and he was there yesterday for the festivities at Riviera. Carney, what up? Not much, guys. Good to talk to you. Uh, good to have golf somewhat back to normal at least yesterday was uh great to be out there obviously with rory and jt but tiger uh, a lot of unknowns with tiger after the accident he had uh i'm trying to think it's two years ago i guess and uh, it was great i mean have not seen crowds follow one individual like we did yesterday since pre-covid you know exclude maybe the major championships uh, but it was great being out there. The fans were loving it. Uh, got me excited out there, and it was good. It was good to see uh, the old guy, you know, go out there and play well. Carney, you know, uh, Carney, what has you excited, but what has you concerned about his game through the first eighteen? Not really. I mean, there wasn't a lot of things uh, about his game that uh, I'm concerned with. I mean, obviously, you don't get the reps, and yeah, he may be playing golf at home and and so forth, but th- there's no substitute for competition. Uh, you can't emulate or even uh, sort of uh, fake competition. There's just so many parts of it that are a factor, but he was comfortable out there. Uh, he was hitting the ball long enough. does not have the speed in the golf swing that he had, but he's got enough speed. And he even said it to me afterwards. You know, obviously the courses that he chooses to play in are, are important, and it's not soft and rainy out here, so the ball will chase a little bit. Uh, but he was good. The putting, you know, improved throughout the day. Uh, his shot making was good. And, you know, obviously the biggest thing is probably stamina and, and, and the level of discomfort uh, he can handle. But uh, he stayed in a good mood. You know, it was a short turnaround from yesterday to this morning. So I think today's round uh, will be a, a good uh, sort of example as to how he can continue and Look, I mean, it's only been, as I said, two years removed from the accident. The fact that even, or maybe it's three years. I can't even remember now. No, it's two. Time yeah. goes by. Two this, two, it was two but, this month, like this week, because yeah, like it was the, right yeah, after. Like this week, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was right after the Genesis. Yeah. So, I, you know, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, it's a process. And Tiger is, is someone that takes in all the information. And, you know, at the more, the longer he's away from that, the more he knows what he has to do to prepare himself because he still wants to compete. We're not going to see him compete in 15 events a year uh, like you know, like we saw for a lot of his career. But I think he can compete. If, if he can get his body right, uh, he can compete certainly in certain. Hey, Mark. Um, so so let's say he has a, a strong tournament by his, by 
his now reduced standards, obviously. Let's say he finishes, you know, three, four under for the tournament. He feels good about how he's playing, and he's not stressed. The ankle isn't stressed like it typically could be. Is there hope, then, that he might he might come here and play in the players? Carney's stumped. I think he's 100%. Or we lost him in the hills, in the Beverly Hills. I do, yeah. I do think that. Plus, there are some distractions in the Beverly Hills. You yeah, know that. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But he is going to be following Tiger and them on the second half of. But that's uh, obviously that's yeah. obviously oh the looming gosh, question, yes. right? Yeah. If he plays well, if he feels good, you know, and, and he's got till Friday of before game week at 3 yeah. p.m. Yeah. to make the decision. Does he do it? And and hopefully we can get Carney back. But you know, the one thing that is key here, and. Take it where you just finished it, okay, meaning he makes the cut. Right. Does he want a little more bite of the apple, meaning does he want more rounds? Because what Carney just said, you can't simulate competition. Yeah. You can't simulate these types of course conditions, the heartbeat, the you know everything around you, fans, the whole deal. You can't simulate that when you're practicing. And so if he does have that, we'll go back to Carney uh, out at Riviera Country Club. Just the you know, general question, I don't know if you heard it all, uh, Carney, but just if he does well, does he think about coming to the players? Well, I mean, obviously I think that may be a wish. Um, again, I mean, Tiger even came out and said he's going to play selected events. And, you know, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think if he's able to get through this week, you might see him at Bay Hill. Obviously he's won there so many times. Uh, obviously, we feel like he's going to try to compete at the Masters. And they only, I think they'll evaluate kind of where he's at. Now, Mark, everything is set up. I, I watched the round that Tiger played yesterday. He made some amazing shots towards the end. I was a little concerned about, you know, his fatigue and, you know, going up and down the hills and all that kind of stuff. Is this, this golf course, is it set up? the same way because I know Tiger's all about the Masters and winning championships. Is it set the same way where he's playing it so he can set himself up for when he plays in April against the Masters? Of course, he's very familiar with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, he's played here a lot. This is one of the events he's never won, Leon. Uh, I said that's probably, he's probably scratches his head uh, about that. I mean, this is where he made his first appearance back in 1992 or three because I was here when he played. He was 16 years old. Um, I think this golf course, there's two areas that could be struggling walking-wise, and that's when you, you walk down from the first tee, and then you have to walk back up at 18. Uh, but, no, this is a process. I mean, he evaluates everything. Uh, I think it's it's a pretty easy walk, all things considered, and uh, that's important to him. But, again, it's building confidence back in, I think, in his stamina and his ability to, to, to go out there and perform. And I asked him the question yesterday, I said, you know, obviously his ex- expectations throughout his career was what he doesn't enter a tournament uh, if he doesn't think he can win. And I asked him that. I said, the expectations the same. And he said, yes, I came here because I think I can compete and win. A couple more from Mark Carnival on the fair and fair phone line. Mark, let's get to the rest of the field. Keith Mitchell, the solo leader, he's out on the course right now through 10, has shot eight under Max Homa, yesterday's leader, will tee off at 326, followed by Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy on the leaderboard. Of those names, who stands out to you as locked in and a name to watch the rest of the weekend? Well, I certainly have to look at uh, Homa and uh, Morikawa and Rahm and, and Rory because obviously they've, they, they've been in the mix so far this season. Uh, Keith Mitchell, who's a very talented guy, lives up at Sea Island. Uh, you know, he's kind of one of these guys, if, if he can get out in front, uh, 
he's, he's, you know, he's a guy that can win. He's won. He won down at the Honda Classic. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, this is a golf course where history, experience uh, really comes into play. Uh, I think it's certainly in favor of those guys. Uh, Homa's won here before. Uh, I think it's a it's a tournament players uh, want to win just because of the tradition of the golf course, Oakland Valley, and and everything about this. Uh, I think it's going to be the venue for the Olympics when they come back here uh, for for uh, to Los Angeles for the Olympics, 2026 maybe. I, I could be wrong about the year, but uh, there's all there's all good things. They've had NCAA golf championships on this, so there's a lot of golf courses with experience, a lot of players with experience on it, and uh, it's just a I mean, I first time I teed it up here in a com- in a competitive round, I shot 65. Uh, it's just All a right. great golf course. All right, now a couple of other guys. We'll ask you one more question about Tiger before we go. But uh, Morikawa and Rom, and I mentioned that Morikawa needs to have a good Sunday because remember that mammoth lead he had in Maui, and he lost it to Rom. Hit on both Morikawa and Rom. Uh, well, I, John Rom is playing really well. Uh, I followed him a lot. Not only at the American Express, I followed him a lot. Uh, at uh, Torrey Pines, I followed him a lot. Okay. Those Beverly Hills, they are not uh, a joke, folks. That's it for Carney. Uh, I, I love it, but he's got the hook, uh, unfortunately. Um, not his fault. Not yeah. his fault at all. Yeah, J.J., tell him thanks, man. We appreciate it. But, you know, I, I, name the number real quick just while you're thinking about it. Okay, Tiger right now, Justin Thomas is three under. Uh, Rory is one under today, which moved him to five under. And then Tiger is sitting at, is it T26 on the leaderboard for Tiger? And he's sitting right there at two under. What do you think his number is at the end of the day? Two does over. He, does he make the cut? Two you got over. Him. I think he still makes the cut. He might make, he'll make the cut at two over, right? No, it's it's pretty t- – I mean, eight under is the lead right now. It got up to nine under at I one mean, point. Two, two, the afternoon group still hasn't taken the course. Yeah, two over could potentially make it. He's going to be right on the ball, let's put it that way. Right now the, the ties are – I think he's making here. the cut. Yeah, one under. I got him one under. I got him at one, one under, under as well. Yeah, I got him at one, one under, under even yeah. right around there. Yeah, I got him one under. The fact that he did succeed on the back half yesterday and now he has to go to the front side may mean things might get a little tougher for him. But anyway, right now you got – the top 65 in ties are at one over or better. So two over would probably mean a, a miscut. Doesn't mean a lot can change. A lot of golf has got to be played. He's walking up that 18 midway through the yeah. you know, the round. Uh, that shot into 18 yesterday was money. money. You were watching it. It was, was unreal. I mean, people leaning up in their chairs yesterday on a Thursday. Yeah. That's what he does. That's the meter that he moves. And, yeah, there are plenty of other stars out there, but there ain't nothing like Eldrick. No. <laughs> nothing. I was calling the game at yeah. UNF last night, and I walk into the media room to eat dinner, and every single person that was sitting there, there was like five or six people in there, and they yeah. all had up on their phone. And yeah. they said, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who emerges – if Rory is really, you know, the next great thing, obviously, you know, he's been around for decades, but, like, if he really says, like, hey, I'm here, I'm going to be winning majors for the next 20 years, if Max Homa emerges and he has a Cam Smith, dare I say, uh, he who must not be named, uh, like year this upcoming season, like so many are predicting, it doesn't matter. If the big cat is playing, that's what moves the needle. Mm-hmm. That's what gets people turning on, tuning yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, and so – Back to the other conversations that we were having and a little more reaction on the text line uh, as far as Jalen Ramsey is concerned. And it isn't just a simple yes or no question. That's the beautiful thing about this is 
a simple question, Jaguar fan. Do you want to be good? The answer is yes. That's a pretty obvious one. But this is not a simple yes or no question. And it's what makes you good. It's what are you willing to risk to think that this makes you good. All those things have to be factored into bringing a guy like that back. And as we talk about this, it may never, ever even come close to this. But if we talked about the comparison of Unique Ngakwe trying to clown Tony Khan, that was one bad thing. And then the Jalen Ramsey, you know, getting mm-hmm. out of town, uh, the blueprint for getting out of town. You know, there's levels of who you might invite but back. At the very well, least, he didn't actually get on social media yeah. and go after the Jags. Yeah, yeah but, he, yeah, but he, he certainly did it uh, systematically in a, in a much sure, different way. Sure. Uh, well, wasn't Darius' teammate with the Rams? Couldn't he give you a little yeah, insight? Yeah, Darius could. Yeah, he I would think so. a little insight to what kind of teammate it was. Now, now, that's a biased opinion. Sure. Whether he says he's good or bad, he's dealing with one guy. But he's but a he, good guy in that room because of what we talked about before, if there was any finger pointing. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen. The Jaguars when when they were go, when they when they, when they went out to Dion Figures, right? Mm-hmm. All right, they they pull in certain guys that play with certain guys to give them some, what kind of duty is, yeah. right? And I, my assessment of Dion Figures was like he was hardworking, good guy. All day. So I told the truth. I wasn't I wasn't going to embellish. I was going to tell the truth. If, if he was a jerk in the locker room with this, this, and that, yeah. I would tell him, hey, he was this, this, and that, whatever. Because the they, teams do stuff like that. If you've had some familiarity with a teammate right. or with a guy that they want to sign, they want to know what kind of person he is before they sign him. Right. And I remember the Jaguars coming to me, hey, listen, we're going to be looking at Deion Figures, what kind of guy. Now they asked me the same thing about Carnell Lake. Yeah, you don't need to ask. I need to yeah. ask. What the hell are you going to say? He was all pro. Yeah. He was one of the great, he won the great, uh, great uh, safeties to play. But, yeah, teams do that kind well, of isn't stuff. Isn't that the same thing with Jalen? Why would you even ask? Yeah. All right, all let, me give you, let me give you a perfect segue here. This is a perfect segue for what you're saying. Uh, let's do the 10-10 take, JJ, because this does line up with this conversation. Now, Josie's 10-10 take. Slow-smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pit master since 68. They smoke it slow. They want to make sure that you get it fast, that meal that you're always looking for. If you're going out for a Friday night dinner, if you're thinking about the weekend, think about Sonny's all over the First Coast. And one good thing is that you got the Daytona 500 on Sunday, so you might want to order up some ribs and whatever it might be sidewise. Check out Sonny's. So let me give you the comparison with the 10-10 take. Jalen Ramsey inviting him back. This is a little different, but we'll use Coach Campo as a perfect test lab rat. Dave Campo was asked, do you want Dion?" And he said, no, we're good. We've got chemistry here. We've got what we need. We're good to go. They lose the game to the San Francisco 49ers. They don't go to the Super Bowl. Next year pops up, same question. Yeah, we'll take Dion in a heartbeat. They go and get him. They bring him in. Now, there wasn't any history there, but that is the example, I think, that we're, what we're talking about. And they win the Super a, Bowl. And they win the Super Bowl. So that is the 10 10 take. That is a playmaker that at first you thought wasn't going to be good for the room, and ultimately he was good for the field. I mean, the only difference is. For some reason, no history there. For some reason, Dion had this, you know, this reputation, deserved or not, as this, you know, disruptor in the locker. Dion was a baller. Yeah, I mean, Dion does, was. Does that Dion really, was all about. Dion was all about his own brand. Does that really yeah. sound too unfamiliar yeah, than Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, because I'm sure a, if you asked people kind of out in Los point. Angeles, yeah. they yeah. wouldn't call him a cancer. Yeah, I don't. I don't see oh, a random a random Rams, Rams fan 
saying, oh, he's a diva. Yeah, yeah. he's a cancer. I don't see that happening yeah. on Twitter. Well, he, he, needed, he, wanted, he expected to get paid. He needed to get paid, and he got paid. And so that kept him happy. If he didn't get he, paid, then obviously was, things would have been a lot different. He was also on a good team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. here on this garbage. Now, again, I, I, again, you could say it doesn't matter if you're on a garbage team or not. You should work and blah, right. blah. I agree with that. Yeah. All I'm saying is you have no idea how he's going to act once right. he gets on a situation where the coach is in, is in with him. The locker room's in right. with him. You can win. You got a well, quarterback. Everything is set up here. It's like they a, are a few pieces away. Yeah. They're not. They're not five drafts and five you know free agent signings away from sure. like they were before. Which, in the history of this franchise, if you're Jalen and you're looking at that, well, yeah. let's see, Chris Henderson, Caleb Montez. We can go Ch- Taven Bryant. You can go yeah. down the line. Yeah. And if you're Jalen, you're thinking, we are never going to get better. Never. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, you can come up with any scenario. Uh, famous quick lube they want to make you feel famous you know you burn a bridge you're not going to be able to come back so there are certain things that are family and you want to make sure that that that's there he made sure that he praised tony and shod for what they did it was the two others that ultimately it was dave that ultimately led to what do we what do we tell everybody jj yeah give give us our favorite sound effects come on now that's that's Thank you. But he was. Uh, but he and, was then, and, and, and that's what and, and that pushed was, him out. You know, at the core of it, and also at the core of it was that he knew he wasn't going to get paid. And, so and also at the core of it was, it was TC too. It wasn't just Dave. It was also TC to a large extent. Yeah, as but well. trust me, what I what I've been told from yeah. very good sources at the very core, it was Dave. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. and that's who was in the meeting in yeah. Houston. Yeah. But I think even before that, a lot of it was TC as well. Can I give you a hot mm-hmm. take? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Jalen Ramsey is traded this season. Before March 22nd or even after March 22nd, yeah. it will be to go home to Nashville, to, to Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, no, to the it, Tennessee it, Titans. It's not impossible. Mm-hmm. And I think every and you know his agent is looking at every scenario, expiring contracts, how much cap value is there, what type of deal could you get. But, yeah, he was uh, a big pluck for Florida State out of the state of Tennessee if we go all the way back to his days in oh, Tallahassee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's still, then, most of his family's still yeah, there. Yeah. And for what it's worth, Nashville and Broadway, not a bad place to be. And yeah. regardless of if Taylor Luan is playing or not for the Titans, he's got a nice little brand going with the bus and with the boys out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, that's he'd, still not have, he'd still have his opportunities for media and yeah. that's a, whatever. That's a, that's a quickly getting old team, though, yeah. oh, especially yeah. on offense. Yeah, and as good as Mike Vrabel's been there, they may – sour on him to if there are two back-to-back losing years it wasn't necessarily a losing season because they still were playing for something in the final week of the regular season but you get my point they may look at it because they may want to turn that whole thing over here's again. another thing too if you, if you if people are out there saying just draft a corner tyson campbell took i, don't, I mean i'm 24 games before he became the guy that okay he's good out there we'll leave mm-hmm. him alone mm-hmm. 24 games yeah that's your window goes from here after 24 games to here. It's closing. Every year it closes. So you've you got to take advantage of it. That's, yeah. that's kind of my whole point. You are two or three pieces away from really being a team that can beat the Chiefs. Which, right. is why, get them. which is why I fully anticipate, and again, it may take 24 games. It may only take five or six if they go corner at number 20, 24 overall. Because, I don't know, it didn't take Sauce Gardner that long. Right. I understand he would have been the number one overall pick rare. in a redraft. He's yeah. rare. He's rare. But, but even I mean, then, some of these, yeah. Patrick Sertan, he was 10. He also was rare. But yeah, typically, walked right in. typically, you're going to get, it's going to take guys time to adjust, right? Yeah. Especially right. if he's the 33rd pick or yeah. the 24th pick. Yeah. All right, Larry Mack coming up at the top of the hour. 
uh, there is plenty of good food here. Yeah, folks, we're not kidding when we say free burgers, free dogs, a nice little 19.99 oil change plus taxes only during XL Primetime's broadcast. Today, you have to come by today. Of course, uh, Famous Quick Lube with 14 locations all over Jacksonville. We are at the San Jose 9902 San Jose Boulevard location, so stop by and say hi. We also will be at their brand-new location, Beach Boulevard and Penman, next Friday. Go on and say hi and stop by any of their 14 locations. And we also have Welcome to Rockville tickets that you can enter to win only here on location on XL Primetime today. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. We are cranking it out with a little heavy metal today, and it's welcome to Rockville heavy metal as we hang out at Famous Quick Lube right here on San Jose Boulevard, a little north of Crown Point Road. Cooking is done. Okay, Big Mike has grilled them all up, brats, dogs, burgers. They got chips. They got drinks. So drop on by Famous Quick Lube with oil change specials today. You got military discounts, senior citizens, all sorts of great things happening here. So drop on by the Famous Quick Lube with XL Primetime. And we just played a little tool for Welcome to Rockville. You can register to win VIP tickets. But this this man right now is a VIP down at Daytona today. Now, another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line. Brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Larry Mack is how you know him. Larry McReynolds joins us with the broadcast coverage, all things Daytona. Welcome in, Larry. How are you, bud? Well, I'm doing well. I actually am now back in Charlotte. I flew back early this morning after being down there most of the week because the rest of my work, starting this afternoon with uh, one of the cup practices at 5.30 Eastern time on FS1, I'm I'm in the studio for the next four days, including uh, Monday after the 500 to break it all down. I love it. I love it. Well, you were going faster than some of those cars last night, so let's hit the uh, the Blue Green Vacations duels from last night. What jumped out at you? You had uh, some of the good racing in one of them and then not a lot in the other. Yeah, you know, we were talking about that on my, my Sirius XM NASCAR radio show that I just got off of just a little bit ago, one that I do every weekday with Danielle Trotta. And it, it was uh, definitely an interesting two races you you know you you got to be careful reading too much into those dual races i mean i think it don't get me wrong it's a good measuring stick of who's good who's got work to do who's really in trouble but you've only got half the field in each race you know there'll be 40 cars takes the green flag on on sunday in the 500 and there was only 21 cars in each of the dual races and then the way the strategy worked out in duel number one, with it going caution-free, with the Chevrolets pitting very early and really getting separated from the Fords, that kind of made a big difference in that duel. Uh, definitely duel number two was much more aggressive. Kyle Busch in that eight car, to no real surprise, was very strong, was up there leading with less than 20 laps to go when he got pushed by Daniel Suarez on the back straightaway, ended his night. But Probably my biggest takeaway, it's kind of rinse and repeat from a year ago. Looks like to me the blue Ford Ovals, they've come to Speed Week for Daytona for the 500, and they mean business. Last year they swept the dual races. They won the 500 with a rookie Austin Sendrick, and now they've started off by winning both the dual races last night with Joey Logano and Eric Almirola. Hey, Larry, uh, as a former crew chief, can you get to the point where it's paralysis by analysis, where you don't trust your setup, 
and you go all the way up to the final practice and you're thinking we got to tinker here or there? Oh, I, I probably did that for 18 years. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I will say honestly, out of 17 or 18 years as a crew chief for the Daytona 500, the only year that I probably went to the motorhome and slept fairly well was 1998, 25 years ago, the three-car, Dale Earnhardt. When we, it's almost like we could do no wrong. It's right. the, 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 the deeper we got into the week, it's almost like as the track lost grip, the better that car got. And Dale looked at me after final practice on Saturday afternoon and said, we got something for him tomorrow. Don't, don't do anything but wax it and make sure all the nuts and bolts are tight. And, my gosh, the performance on, on Sunday backed that up. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think you ever, as a crew chief, wished you had maybe one more practice or just one more run and maybe had one more thing on your mind that you'd like to try or maybe you think you should change. Our guy Larry Mack joining us on the Fair and Farrah phone line. Last night's champions in the Bluegrass Vacation Duels at Daytona. Joey Logano and Florida native Eric Almarola. Now, Larry, obviously Joey, the second youngest winner to ever take home a Daytona 500 crown back in 2015, has had some modest success, I would say, since that 2015 win. Meanwhile, Eric Amarola, he's a plant native, Tampa area guy. He's never won at the 500. He's come close a couple of times. What did you make of those two last night and their chances on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, Joey, what a role those guys are on right now. You, you know, they ended the season by winning two of the last four races. Of course, one Phoenix, won the championship. We were out at the L.A. Coliseum a couple of weeks ago for the Clash. They start the season off by winning that race, and now they rode right into Daytona. They've won the dual race. You know, Joey is probably one of the most aggressive super speedway racers that we have, which gets him in trouble sometimes. I go back to the dual race a year ago. He threw the block on the last lap on Chris Busher, and Busher didn't, didn't get out of it, and Joey ended up wrecking on the final lap. But he's also very, very smart. And I would say he's going to be a contender, you know, starting the 500 on the second row after winning that dual race. I would say he's definitely going to be a contender. Um, you know, he's won the 500. He's won other super speedway races at Talladega. But Eric Almarola, and even Tony Stewart said it on our broadcast last night. Of course, Tony, co-owner of Stewart Haas Racing, he said, I, did, I don't even know why Eric is such a good super speedway racer, but he just always has been his first career win a number of years ago right there at Daytona in the summer race driving for Richard Petty Motorsports. His second career win came driving the 10 car a few years ago at Talladega. So two of his three career wins, they've come on super speedways. And, um, you know, we, we anticipate this might be his final season. Of course, he was going to retire at the end of last year. And I think Stuart Haas Racing and Smithville, uh, Farms Foods decided to try to get him back in there one more year. Uh, so maybe this is the, the year that, that Eric can steal the deal and get his first 500 win. Now, Larry, you're talking to a former NFL player who's never experienced Daytona. Now, what is it that I could get into, and what am I looking for when I get there? Well, the biggest thing, we run 36 races a year. And unlike the NFL, where their biggest game of the year is the one that just happened a couple of weeks ago out in Glendale, Arizona. 
you know, the Super Bowl. Major League Baseball, their biggest game is the last game of the World Series. Yeah, all of our races are big races, but our biggest race of the year, we start the season with it, the Daytona 500. It only happens once a year, and it's a race that everybody wants to win. I I won 23 cup races as a crew chief, but even today, 25 and, and I think almost 30 years later, I still get introduced as two-time Daytona 500 championship crew chief, Larry McReynolds. It's just a race everybody wants to win. If you're in it, you can win it. Look at our last two winners. Very much surprise winners. Two years ago, Michael McDowell had never won a cup race, and he wins the biggest race of the year, the Daytona 500. And last year, a rookie driving for Team Penske, Austin Sendrick, in his first full season, he wins the race. Very unpredictable. We're going to run 200 laps and 500 miles. There's a good chance you're not going to know, just like a year ago, who's going to win this thing until they probably come off turn four and head down toward the trial with the checkered flag waving. I love it. Uh, before we turn to you loose, we're talking with Larry McReynolds. He's got all sorts of things happening up in Charlotte with all the Fox coverage, FS1, everything, and Sirius XM. Uh, we're going to do a little prop bet coming up, Larry Mack, and we're going to get – people to choose two drivers and then total laps led so maybe give them a couple that you think could end up in victory lane well i'm I'm gonna give you a couple drivers that's never won the daytona 500 ryan blaney you know he has finished second a couple of times the last time he won a race was the summer race the august race of 2021 and showed good speed last night still looking for his first daytona 500 win i'm a little hesitant about the second driver after what happened last night. But you know what? It's a 200-lap race. It's 500 miles. Kyle Busch is 0 for 17 in the Daytona 500. He's the winningest all-time driver in NASCAR with 60 wins that's never won a Daytona 500. Richard Childress Racing, I speak from experience, they put a lot of effort into the Daytona 500, winning three times with three different drivers. I know they're going to have to go to a backup car, but I would keep an eye on that 08 car. Kyle yeah, Busch want, very well could get his first Daytona 500 win. I love that choice because I wanted to ask you, he wanted to avoid that backup car. He was hot after Suarez knocked him around. Six cars got beat up in that bad boy. So you think he still can – he's like plus 1,400. He would be a good bet. Yeah, you know, unlike the old car, of course this is the second year with this new next-gen car, these cars are so easy to duplicate. You know, I go back to mo- most of my years as a crew chief. Even though we won the 1992 Daytona 500, Davey Allison, the 28 car, with a backup car, the backup car was a backup car for a reason. It just wasn't as good as the primary. But this next-gen car, I can almost promise you, with, it, with two practices, one today, one tomorrow, I bet you they'll have, even though they're, they're going to start deep in the field, They'll have that 08 car tuned up. The last time we were at Daytona, I mentioned Austin Dillon in the three car won the race. That eight car with Tyler Reddick finished second to it. Right, and so as we're looking back at memory lane and if that can serve us for these prop bets, Larry, we mentioned Ryan Blaney. He finished fourth last year at the Daytona 500. Eric Almarola, we also mentioned he finished fifth. But you also mentioned how Austin Sindrick really won that race last year on the final lap, essentially at the finish line. The guy he finished second to, Bubba Wallace, 
What did you make of his season last year? And also, what are his chances to do one better and go from runner-up to the winner at the 500? Yeah, I probably would have given you him as someone to watch, and I still think he is, to your point. He has finished second at Daytona three times, including twice in the Daytona 500. His first career win came at our other super speedway in the fall of 2021 at Talladega. And I look at the way that they came on the second half of last year, his second year at 2311, pretty much dominated the last part of that race at Kansas. I just, I'm not sure, I'm a little unsure about the Toyota camp after watching them last night. I, I'm, I, I, I got a question mark, and that's probably the reason I didn't give you him to watch. But as far as Bubba, he is definitely coming to his own, and he is an excellent super speedway racer at the two super speedways we go to. Love it, love it. All right, Larry Mack, give us an idea of how they can catch you throughout the course of all the action down there at Daytona as you made it back up to Charlotte. Well, we got a lot going on over the next few days, that's for sure. You know, we've got the truck race tonight on FS1. We've got the Xfinity Series race. I'll be part of that pre-race show tomorrow on FS1. We've got truck series qualifying later on, Xfinity Series qualifying in the morning. We've got these cup practices. All of those are on FS1. And then on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, we have a two-hour pre-race show on FS1, 1 o'clock. We flip over to Fox for more pre-race show with a race day. And then shortly after 2.30 Eastern time, we're going to take the green flag for the 65th running of the Daytona 500. Bottom line, over the next two and a half days, just lock it down on FS1. And then again, about 1 o'clock Sunday, flip it over to Fox. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Larry Mack. We appreciate it as always. Enjoy. All right. You guys have a great weekend and enjoy the race. Thank you. At Larry Mack 28 make sure you follow him. And as he said, all over Fox, FS1, and Sirius with the racing channel. Who, who says we don't have racing fans, by the way, in our Nooner fan base? A lot of folks in the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Big Larry Mack fans. Oh, I mean, that, that, that Dale anecdote was just oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Don't even wax it. Yeah. Just make sure the screws and bolts well, are tight. It's, it's so funny because <laughs> this is the 65th running, and I'm thinking – how long has Larry been down there? He, because yeah, he mentioned time. how many years he stepped away from being a crew chief, and he was with Davey yeah, Allison before yeah, Dave. Yeah, exactly. So those yeah, were Robert. Those were Robert Yates' cars, and those yeah. were powerful cars. Yeah. Uh, and I like that seventeen to one Kyle Busch. So here's what you can do. Right now, you can call 641-1010. JJ, you take the first four that want to throw in. Here's what we need from you: two cars. Okay, you're picking two drivers that you think can win the Daytona 500, and then a tiebreaker, most laps led from the eventual winner. 641-1010. We'll try and do it one more time a little bit later on, uh, but we'll get a little prize pack together for you. Two cars and then the laps led as your tiebreaker. So do it, 641-1010. Should be noted it'll be uh, Kyle uh, Larson. I keep wanting to call yeah. him Kyle Lowry. Ask yeah. Graham Marsh, ask Graham Cam. We were recording Weekend in Jacksonville yesterday, and I legit almost said Kyle Lowry with yeah. regards well, to Kyle, Le- Kyle and, Larson. And, and you got Larson and Lofton. And uh, Logano, and, yeah, too. Yeah, and then yeah. you got Joey Logano, a lot yeah. of L's out there. Yeah. Um, Kyle Larson, Ale- Alex Bowman yeah. on the poll. Fun facts, met Alex Bowman during his first full season with the Chevy yeah. back in 2014 at Watkins Glen Chevrolet's International. Uh, yeah. I got a good throwback picture. I'll yeah. show you guys in a bit. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, those two are on the poll. 
Alex Bowman now been on the pole multiple times yeah. at Daytona, so also some names to keep in mind as you guys make your prospects. Right, you look, we know you're not from here, but you got that's a Chevy. That's it's a Chevrolet. Chevy? Chevrolet. Not to be confused with a Chevy. Not to be confused with a Chevy. That's a Linda Beaver, too, a yeah. Chevrolet. Oh, yeah, Beaver Chevrolet. Yeah. And, uh, but he did worry me a little bit about the Toyotas. I mean, come on, we need to get them going. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, fixed or repaired daily, they're like kind of towards the top of our, uh, our drive chart right now. Uh, found on the road dead. Both of them are kind of up there right now. All right. We're first famous, on race day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they go with. That's what they go with. Uh, famous quick lube. You'll feel famous. Drop on by because we got lunch taken care of. Drinks, burgers, dogs, brats. They got it all right here. Famous quick lube, 9902 San Jose, which is just north of Crown Point Road. Drop on by. Say, say hello to us. Take advantage of that oil change special before 3 o'clock and enter for your chance to win a pair of VIP tickets. Welcome to Rockville. That just Happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now former, I guess we could say that, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr is visiting with the New York football Jets this weekend, according to Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network, and then, of course, confirmed by Diana Rossini of ESPN. Owner Woody Johnson told ESPN last week the priority is bringing in a veteran quarterback yeah. to work and potentially compete alongside one Zach Wilson. Well, we went through our exercise the other day. That's the one that I, at least I've you know, penciled in. I know. We really should have written that down. Yeah. We did that whole segment, and we didn't write any of it down. But I'm telling you, Joe and I both said yeah. Derek Carr to the yeah. Jets. And He's then, not working with Zach. That's yeah. his job. And then the other part exactly. of it, they're giving up on Zach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. they're totally yes. giving they're up. Totally I mean, they'll couch it the way Mia's described right. it, but, but that will be his job. But then the other thing is, is Aaron Jones took a deal to go back to Green Bay. So maybe out of the darkness, whenever the lights were you know, turned off. He's in there right now. Yeah. He is in yeah. the darkness as yeah. we speak, one Aaron so Rodgers. We don't know exactly what time it was, though, right? Do we? No. No. So whenever the lights were turned off, he told Aaron Jones, go ahead and do your deal. I'll be back. We'll find out whether that happens. I'll or be not. back in 72 hours. Yeah, yeah. A different man. All right, we need to hit a couple of the Jalen things, but we got to tell this story. Big Surge was out last night. Oh, Take it from there. Yeah. Well, hey, we just had a similar instance. Well, happen. we just had a similar incident just now. Uh, 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 family 1010. Wait, yeah. tell your story first. I'll tell the story. Night. Well, yeah. last night I went to school Lounge, Lounge, enjoying myself, enjoying the, the, the fine. Not, not so fine dining of, 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 of one of my frequent places that I go to. And uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of fans come up to me and say, Leon, what are you doing here? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing here? I'm relaxing. You know, they said, no, you're supposed to be in Costa Rica. I heard it on the radio. It has to be real. You're not here. <laughs> I said, listen, hey, listen, that was a skit. That was a Tom Brady skit <laughs> that we came up with where I retired and I will come back the next day. They were like, no, you did us like that. I said, no, I didn't mean to do you like that. But I appreciate you listening to the show. You're a fan of the show. Yeah. So I had to do that. So I had to do that to like three or four people at the cigar lines to tell them that that was a skit because they heard it on the radio. They thought it was to be true. It they asked me, true. why am I here at the cigar lounge? Now fast forward to today. Today, uh, a fan of the show just came by just now and asked me, why, why, what am I doing here? And I said, what do you mean? I'm working. What do you mean, what am I doing here? He said, no, you're supposed to be in Costa Rica, bro. I said, man, that was a skit. Because yeah, I'm scared. We sold it now. We sold it. We yeah. absolutely sold it. We did. He did a great job. I'm scared, though, that enough people are going to do it that he's going to be start thinking about it. Don't you think about it? No, that? no, no way. He's a Canes fan, too. That. He said he's been he a Canes for life. Yeah, wow. absolutely. He was a Canes fan. So, you know, so now when I start tricking, you know, Canes fan, then, then now. Can't do that. I definitely got to feel sorry. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, and I know I said this in the moment, uh, we did have more retweets, more shares, more yeah. likes oh, yeah. on the 
quote-unquote retirement announcement video yep. than we did on the ha 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 we got you video and in yeah. the moment i was a little nervous i was like well hopefully those same people are uh promoting that no we got you it's a joke but maybe they were too embarrassed that they fell for it yeah all right now speaking of we got you we were we were talking about jalen ramsey earlier and we got lots on the text line designed by lifetime enclosures as far as the possibilities of it and then you, you know just think of all the, the carousel of you can call it carousel of progress. by the way real quick 95 percent say no oh yeah on the text line oh yeah oh, wow and and it's because there's there's legitimate sports hate in this town for jalen and i don't blame anybody that feels that way. I'm not going to try and talk him out of it. I'm not going to try and talk him into this idea. I'm not saying it's a great idea. I'm just saying you sometimes have to let bygones be bygones if a guy with that skill set is willing to do it. Not saying it would even work, but you got to at least open up the possibility of something like that happening. There's one guy on the text line, 8794, who is adamant that I would much rather go get Patrick Sertan instead, since y'all want to pretend sure. we can afford whoever we want. Yeah. Just get us Patrick Sertan, who oh so happens to be Tyson Campbell's best friend and high school teammate. Yeah, that, uh, uh, Yahtzee. Yahtzee to that. Uh, I don't have any problem with that, but I think what we are talking about, and we're using Jalen as a little bit of a chess piece here, is the idea of a dynamic player coming here. You get to add the layer of hate and get out of town. It's also the idea that, of him getting cut. Yeah. I'm not saying go – if yeah. he's still there, you don't, right. I wouldn't trade him for anything. Yeah. No. If he gets cut yeah. – and you can, you can do the deal you want to deal, which could be front-loaded with a signing bonus that doesn't hurt your cap. Right. Yeah, then I would try that, of course. This one's kind of a microcosm of the entire argument, courtesy of 0107. Unless there is a public apology to Duval, Jalen would get booed moment one, but then we I would cheer for him once so. he made a pick. I don't think so. Listen, so, so you're, trying, you're trying to tell me if Jalen Ramsey comes in during minicamp, no when the hell. fans are out there and Jalen Ramsey runs on the field with his number, y'all are going to boo him. No chance. No chance hell. that happens. There might be some, but then they start <laughs> oh. cheering. Uh, no because, way. Yeah, make a play, make a play. That's it's really different. What it it's to. different once he runs on the field. Exactly. Man. It's very different. Once he's got that teal on, yeah. he runs on that practice field. More so, once he's got that teal on and he runs on that field for a game, he's the, he's the, he's the man. Yeah. Got to make plays. That really is the oh, essence yeah. of the whole deal. You're and there's been plenty of people, and I saw a couple on the text line, that said, has he really made plays in yeah. Los Angeles? I mean, he was never truly a ball hawk. He's never going to be a 10 interception, even a 5-6 interception guy, per se. That's just not his style. He's always going to be more of a physical corner. But he has traits that you can't teach. And like Matt said, I'm not really sure you can bank on getting a guy in the draft, even as in as deep a corner class as 2023 is, yeah. that already is as ready-made. And, and this is a little bit of kind of a, a fool's errand because of what has been pointed out and we have pointed out as well. There ain't no money. Okay? Now, you can do a deal like you're saying, but – If he's cut. Yeah, you can yeah, do a yeah. deal, but it still will cost a ton of money. It will. And so it is right now – It's going to talk cost the owner a ton of money. Yeah, yeah but it's nearly impossible to think. That can't say uh, – won't say it can't happen, but there's so much housework that needs to be done right now inside the house of that cap in this team to even start dreaming about an outside force coming in that you can sign. They spent so much money over the last handful of years. This last year finally paid off. But you've got 10, 15, $20 million decisions that are all having to be made. I mean, that's fine. Just but, to keep but it together. That's fine. But the reality is you had guys in the middle of the season that they're going to have to get paid at the end of the season. Yeah. Guess what? They got Calvin Ridley. Yeah. They're going to have to pay a ton of money. Yeah. If he, so, if he shows out, they, right. got him, you know, they, they get him on the final year of so his So you're adding guys. You add pieces that can help you 
win it all. Not yeah. just win eight games oh, yeah. or win nine games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Win it all, period. Yeah. Okay, so we got some good ones now coming in on the text line. Now you all are getting funny, which we love this. Uh-huh. Our boy Salsa Chris. If I was there and saw the little crybaby Ramsey run onto the field, I would throw full salsa jars at him. <laughs> That's spicy. Yes, well said. Uh, This one's courtesy of 4634. Jalen, when he gets here and remembers the only restaurant that's open after 10 p.m. is Waffle House. My back hurts. (laughs) He would. uh, Here's the thing. Personality-wise, Leon, Mm -hmm. does he even have a a portion of his ego that would allow him to come back, or would he see himself as the savior coming back and therefore he could do it? Well, knowing Jan – Knowing Ramsey, I don't know him that well, but the way he comes about himself, yeah. he would think that he is the missing piece to help Jacksonville win a championship. Yeah. Ultimately, they, I would think that way too. If I'm, if I'm I, an I mean, elite player, yeah. if I'm an elite player, I'm thinking that, hey, listen, you want me to come back or you need me to help you to win a championship. I, there's nothing wrong with that, as long as he produces. Right. I mean, it's one thing to hear all the chitter-chatter and running your mouth, but then if you go out there on Sundays and you execute, you execute well, and you talk the talk, and you walk the walk. Yeah. I have absolutely no I was going to no say, quite frankly, that. he might be the missing piece. Yeah, hey, listen. Well, it's funny because we debate whether it's the cornerback or, or the, the, the pass end. rush. Right. right. And, and they both need obvious help. They got to um, address one of the two. Yeah, they do. Uh, and and, and we, can, we can talk about defending Kelsey because it is a major piece of this, and he certainly could, could help that uh, in a big way. But, yeah, that side of the ball, and the numbers still aren't terrible. But they have got to make sure that they affect the quarterback a hell of a lot more than they did. You had too many clean jerseys after 60 minutes of ball. But they for do play off each other. They do play off oh, each other. Oh, they absolutely, now. 100%. Because it is either. You that, cover a little longer, right. that rush is going to get to them. Right. That guy ain't open, that guy ain't open, that sack. Yeah. You know, that that mm-hmm. easily yeah. could be the case. Uh, or I got to get rid of ball, I got to get rid of ball, pick. You know, so you, you you have to hope for one or the other, but there's no question. Front end, back end, they 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 got to. And Jalen's interception numbers went down from his first two years because nobody threw at him. Well, for sure, but he also at times. Now the last last yeah, couple of years, yeah. he definitely got a couple of deep balls. Yeah, on and and, and should have had should have had uh, his hands on a few more. But as much as I have regarded his skills as one of the best that is in the game. There still is a turd factor to Jalen sure that could come in and and ruin a, a good thing. I'm not saying 100 percent that thing would is happen. Though, the thing is though, if you're if you're if you're saying one guy can ruin what they've got built, mm-hmm. then you don't have anything built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have any okay. structure. Yeah, if, yeah. If one guy can come in and dismantle everything that you built, then you don't have any foundation. Yeah, if you, like if he, no structure. If, if he starts if he starts mouthing off on of mm-hmm. safety because he thinks he thinks they blew a coverage, if you don't have a safety that's got enough guts in him and enough confidence in him to go right back at him and say, shut up and do your yeah, job, yeah. and then everything hey. moves on, then you don't really have a team. And, mm-hmm. Leon, you've been in locker rooms where guys do kind of fall in step. Yeah, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've, I've, I've been in locker rooms where guys fall in step, and I've been in locker rooms where guys were jerks. Mm-hmm. That's all I mean. You know, that's two, tailor two, that's just tell two locker rooms. Yeah. But you find a way to coexist. If you, if you, can't, be, you can't be mouthy and, and be a jerk and then go out on Sundays and don't perform. Right. So, so are you, or either way, if 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 you're quiet and, and you're mellow and you don't just cause any ruckus in the locker room, mm-hmm. you can't go out there Sunday and not perform. It's it's, it's either way. It's, it's it's either way. You could be either person, and you you you've still got to perform on something. Like Plus, I think you, uh, you've got some strong personalities in that secondary. Yeah. yeah. Ray Cisco, Tyson Campbell. He's not talking down yeah. to any of those guys. Yeah. No. I, 
I, you, know, you won't convince me of that until I see it. But the other thing I was going to say is that for Pittsburgh's part in this, they held Antonio Brown in check to where he was a guy that was a team guy. And then after he kind of got out of that framework, he kind of lost it a little bit. And so there is something to be said to that because he was a different guy that may have done more damage in other spots than he did. Yeah, but the reality is he was, he, he was, was mouthy a, with the Rams. He was a, Jalen was mouthy with the Rams. Yeah. The difference is they won yeah. until yeah. this year. Yeah. All right, Big Search, you're getting out? Yeah. Uh, out. Enjoying? I will. This is the first weekend without football. It is. I, well, we got the XFL. I'm going to support The Rock, of course. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I, you smell I'll, what The for life. Okay. All right. I'm going to Are you going to watch the Daytona 500? I am. I will watch it. I, I will say your question for Larry Mack is a great one because mm. if you haven't been, even if you're not a NASCAR fan, it is true, truly a carnival. Like, mm-hmm. there is live music. There is free food, much like we have here at Famous Quick Lube. Yeah. And there is just tons of friends that you well, never we, knew Well, before. I put my uh, – It's also the event. Well, the well, racing is fantastic. Hear, the pageantry yeah. is great. The Listen, fellowship. My two uncles, my Uncle Richard and Uncle uh, James, they go every year. And as a little boy, I just – they never took me. Yeah. You know, they, they, never, they always went to the Daytona 500 and – They've never taken me. I remember when we took you to practice, yeah. and those cars went by, and you looked at me and Joe, and you were like, okay, this could be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And that was just practice, bro. Yeah. I, I tweeted that, or, yeah, I think I tweeted a little throwback Thursday yesterday with us down there around the Richard Petty car in Pit, area, in pit Road. We had a great time, but you're mm-hmm. right. Until you see all Until you of see them it line on, up, on race day. Drop, and, yeah, yeah. Oof. All right, all right, sirs. All right, now. Enjoy. Right, you got it. He's out. We keep it rolling. We will circle back to Ramsey talk maybe in the 2 o'clock hour. I see plenty of you clamoring for some other NFL talk. So we got some news. Eric Bieniemy possibly going to Washington. Why would he take a lateral move? We'll debate that and a whole lot more coming up next on XL Primetime Live from Famous Quick Lube on San Jose Boulevard. Come on out and say hi. a big hair heavy metal friday on xl primetime if you've got a little welcome to rock rockville suggestion for big hair heavy metal it could be metal yes uh incubus right there they will be part of the welcome to rockville lineup and you got a chance to drop on by famous quick lube enter for vip tickets to welcome to rockville like many have today uh and you, the lineup is strong so you definitely can plan on being by there i, I saw my my neighbor southie uh, come by, mm-hmm. uh, and he says, I don't know if I fit the listener profile. Put your name in there, buddy. You never know. You might be able to hand it off to one of the young Southies uh, to head south to Daytona uh, for Welcome to Rockville. By the way, famous Quick Lube, family through and through. They make you feel famous. There and- truly is no other place in Jacksonville no. that it is a family atmosphere. I mean, they're out here. They're cooking her hamburgers and hot dogs. They got everybody sitting outside listening well, the- to us live. And the There's nothing told- like it. The thing I told Big Sirs earlier, I leaned over. I'm like, hey, Sirs, did you notice something? Big Mike was here cooking, and then all of a sudden he left. Sun was out, 85 degrees. Big Mike was fading. And so then Jerry had to step to the grill. And Jerry's like, how come I don't get any love? Big Mike always gets the love. And so I'm like, Jerry, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're Jerry's 100%. out here doing social you're, media, too. Yeah, yeah, so you're here, listen, I mean. And Big Mike is gone. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, They're out here trying to document us. And Lorenzo's out there. We got brats, dogs, burgers. Oh, you name see, it. look. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. wondering. He's like, what the heck are we doing right now? What are we doing? I don't want, I don't want Big Mike to truck me. So uh, I just, I had to, I, I had. 
I had to call him out a little bit. Just, Jerry's just, ready for Tiger, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Did you notice what hat he's rocking oh, right yeah. now? Oh, yeah. I do. He's which, ready. Which, which, by the way, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> Got a big shot. By the, the way, uh, Jerry, since I know you're following Tiger, uh, he remains at two under even through the first two holes on the front nine thus far. So he picked up Very another nice. birdie to get back to two under, which was pretty good. We'll take it. And so – so right now we've got, got him. Go, man. We've got him still it. among the top twenty-five on this leaderboard. Yeah, he's going to be all right then, and, unless and he implodes. Yeah, yeah, that was that was huge. Really, really was huge. All right, now NFL talk. Derek Carr going to see the folks in New York. It's still a, a discussion up in Baltimore about Lamar Jackson. What's going to go down? This is a rather lengthy, funky fact, but let's have a little fun with it. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. You can find them in the cooler section of your local grocer. You can enjoy a little craft as you're watching those cars carve their way around the two-and-a-half-mile tri-oval. Now, this is – really, it blew my mind. Strange but true. The last 17 quarterbacks to lose their Super Bowl debut never made it back. Really? That's a the saucy last nug. 17 quarterbacks to lose their Super Bowl debut wow. have not made it back. So let's get the party started. We're going to name them? JJ, keep count because Jalen Hurts would be number one. So we God can ding sakes. him up. Joe Burrow's, Joe number, Burrow's two. number two. All right, number two. Dan Marino's in there somewhere. You might as well put him up there. Oh, uh, golly. Uh, Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam is one. Actually, I, I, I take that back because – Marino did make it back. He just didn't win. Okay, so. Really? Yeah. Goff, right, so. Matt Ryan. Yep, those two. All right, beautiful. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Beautiful. That's another one. Kerry Collins. Who? Kerry Collins. All right, we got, uh, let's see here. Kerry Collins. I'm just looking to see if he's in there. Steve McNair. He is in there. Jake DeLome. Steve McNair's got to be Steve in there. Steve McNair's in there. I said, is DeLome in there? Yes. Who did you say? DeLome. Yeah, Garoppolo. Garoppolo's also there. Yep. Yeah. We got one of our listeners chiming in, helping. All right, I'm looking to see who you guys have not. Burrow. Who, did, who was one of the we last ones? We already said Burrow. Said we that. said Burrow first. Who was one of the last ones you guys just DeLome. said? Yeah, DeLome. Very good. Yep. Uh, we're, we're down to the final few here. McNabb. We already said McNabb. Did we, we, said, say, we, we did say McNabb, right, or we did we not? I mean, Jim Kelly. Yeah, is, is Jim it, Kelly. No, no, because he made it back. Oh, 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 oh. oh so Okay, so then they okay. don't go back a second time. So McNabb, yep. were there two Micks that were named? No, I said no, McNabb. Not yeah, McNabb. so McNabb's another one. Okay. So how many does that leave? Count the ones we haven't said. Well, it's so funny because I thought somebody said this one. But anyway, we have got... Uh, Hertz, Burrow, Garoppolo, Goff. I believe somebody said Matt Ryan, yep. right? Yep. Okay. I said Cam Jake. Newton, Colin yep. Kaepernick, yep. Um, McNabb. Yep. I'm trying to think about those other two. Jake, Joe, Jake Delhomme, Kerry Collins. You did, oh, well, no, did he, you, no, he won. Did you say? We Kerry Collins, yeah. Yeah, we said yeah. Kerry Collins. Yeah. Matt Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. All right, Matt Hasselbeck needs to go I in. Knew there was a Seahawks Thank you, Bo Valentine. Uh, Nick right. Foles. What about uh, Bo Valentine? That's who, said, that's who came through. Now, I, so yeah, did Joe yeah, Flacco. The text line's trying to tell me those two, but those are not the rules, folks. Yeah. This is what quarterback went to the Super Bowl, lost, lost and never and made it back. Make, and didn't make it back. Now, I'm just going to have to help here because I thought you guys said this. You're, you're going to take credit for it no matter what. No, I look, Jeff I look Chandler? At Tom Champion. As I look at Tom Champion, the judge, nope. 
Uh, he's a kicker, but that's still not oh, a bad guess. Oh, who's the quarterback for the Falcons? He's a man or a high school kicker. Yeah, there you go. For the there who? Falcons, 98. Yep. I don't even know. You're getting who. There. Wait, wait, it was Chris Chandler. Chris Chandler. Oh. There you go. It's good, though, go. JJ. Very good. Um, did they say this one, Tom Champion? Because I can't quite remember if they did. Okay, that's what I thought. Steve McNair was set. Yeah, yeah, of Okay, course. I was just making sure because I went Mick, just, and I, you guys didn't jump on that. I went got to be close. And, I right. know. We've definitely said at least Extremely 12. close. Now, I'm trying to think of who you might not have gotten. Do you remember if they said that one right there? Okay. They haven't said that one. And we have nailed a ton of these. All right, so I'm going to give you clues so we can knock this out. Uh, one of them is a former Gator. Rex. Rex, yeah. Rex, Rex Grossman. Grossman. That's right. a good one. Yep. Um, did we say uh, this guy? Uh, okay. So we have, we're now down to a couple of them, and one of them was the former number one overall pick. Wow. Well, it's not. I said Cam Newton already. Nope. So it's not Cam. Number one overall pick? Yeah. <laughs> not Jamarcus Russell. I'm almost positive that he was the number one overall pick. Alex Smith? Because the no. number two overall pick nah. was Tony Baselli. Oh, um, no, I thought they picked a running no. back. Yeah, they picked a running back ahead no, of that was a, Tony. No, Tony, the pick was, what's his fate? The running back from Penn State yeah. was the number one overall. Yeah. 1995? Yeah. We got Kerry Collins. We got we Kerry go. Collins already. We already got Kerry Collins. The Nooners Collins. that are assembled that at Famous Quick Loop are trying I to look, help. Hey, listen, I'm looking at Tom Champion. He's Kerry the most Collins honest guy I know. I said Kerry it. Collins oh. an hour yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. Right, well, fine, fine. All right, now we're down to the last two. Boomer Esiason. Nope. Nope. That's nope. off the text line. Sorry, right. text line. He won a right. he won I got one. I got to hit the punchline. So right, we'll, we'll just go ahead and finish it go up. Ahead. The one guy that you did not name, I don't believe you named, was Stan Humphreys. Yeah, the text did line not. just okay. got it. Stan Humphreys. Did we, one of our fans come in there with that? All right, Stan Humphreys. And, <laughs> all right, I'm giving we my fan credit. We can't hear you over the headphones. I'm giving, I'm giving our fan credit. One of our nooners, yes. And then the well one done. that I can't believe we didn't name is a guy that Leon Searcy still does not like. Oh, right, Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell. He made it, and then he never made it back. There you go. Wow. That's a pretty good list. That's a pretty good that list. That was a lot of fun. I know our nooners yeah. and uh, yeah. everybody out there. Oh, yeah. Had so a fun, there you go. Fun time Strange. Welcome that to that list, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hardly and Joe Burrow. Right, and Joe yeah. Burrow. Yeah. Sad. I always so, said he was Dan Marino. And, and so it's worth a discussion real quick. Do those guys, those two guys specifically, make it back? Because Joe Burrow, it looks like that guy is tough as nails. We're talking – Everything that you would want, toughness, belief in himself, belief in his guys, just a natural-born Joe Cool leader. And if they are able to keep T. Higgins, which Higgins said during the Super Bowl, all that talk about getting me up out of here, forget about it, we're fine. All those guys that they, they have got. the third most cap space. It's not like they if, don't have money this offseason. They just got to pay him. Yeah, if they can protect Burrow, because we all know that's what led to you know them losing the Super Bowl and, and probably losing the AFC Championship game. But what about Philadelphia? Does Jalen Hurts have a chance to keep this whole bad boy together? They lose their offensive coordinator. They got to sign some guys. Lost their defensive coordinator. Yeah. They're going to lose a lot of those pieces on that defense to free agency. Even Jason Kelsey's a free agent. Plus that D line is back. it could get old quickly. Yeah. 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 I would say here's the thing with Jalen Hurts. It's a matter of Ken Howie Roseman keep working miracles and keep that roster intact. Mm-hmm. That would be. My answer, because the NFC is obviously easier to survive than the AFC, and that's the problem with Joe Burrow. That's why it could be the only Super Bowl he plays in, not because of any fault of his own, Mm -hmm. but just because he plays in the Kansas City Invitational every year, whether that's in the divisional or the championship round, and he's still got to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen and, hell, even this team in this town. And now this guy, 16, is knocking on the door. And so, you know, it's it's certainly the easier road for Jalen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless – 
Unless something happens with the Niners. Right. Niners find a quarterback. Right. If they get no their offense quarterback. to your boy Purdy. Right. But right. it might no, be him. Not taken. It, it, as, as well as he played, it might be him. Yeah. With a defense and a run game. So next week we'll be digging in on if you're going to drop Trevor in AFC, where are you ranking him right now? So we'll do that. But I thought that was pretty good as to whether or not those guys that were most recently in and, and, and drew the L, whether they'll be able to get back uh, sooner than later. All right. Let's get an update. Uh, at the top of the hour on what's going on with Eldrick. And then there's a couple more good pieces of, of football stuff that we can get into. And, and I got to give credit to the guys that don't follow the same old, okay, what, is, what does that mock say? I got to make my mock look the same. Right, right. There's a couple of them that aren't doing that. And Tony Pauline's one Ooh, of them. Ooh, it's spicy, folks. What, what he had to say about Anthony Richardson and then a couple of other things are worth bringing up. But he ain't the only one. So we'll bring those guys up in the 2 o'clock hour. We are at Famous Quick Loop. We hang out here until 3 o'clock. You can come on by 9902 San Jose Boulevard. We're talking Mandarin. We're talking the Nooners over here in Mandarin. Come on by and if say If you're hello. in Julington Creek, you're not that far away. Yeah. SJC, come on up, baby. And if you look for the uh, you know the Flying Gumby, look for the 1010XL broadcast bus, and uh, look for some smoke because they've cooked brats, dogs, burgers. they got it all right here at Famous Quick Loop oil chain special while we're here and then also next week we'll have the exact same thing cranking at beach and penman another one of their brand new locations but while we're here drop on by and register to win those vip tickets to welcome to rockville it's a big hair heavy metal friday on XL Primetime. There you go, Joe. You got to let this you. one play for a little while. Tom Champion has got his fender out. He is cutting on it right <laughs> now. We haven't really been taking a ton of Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday song requests, so uh, bring those to the text line. Bring them forth because we do have Tom Champion on the ones and twos and on the guitar here at Famous Quick Loop. This is the great we Alice need, Cooper. We need some songs for him to jam out to. Air this guitar is, it. This is the great Alice Cooper who will be at Welcome to Rockville. This is where it really gets going. Just crank it up just a little bit, JJ. I just don't know what I want. 18, I gotta get away. One of the great anthems for kids trying to figure everything out when they're coming up. 18, and I like it. All right, welcome to Rockville VIP tickets. We got 1010XLers, Nooners that drop by to say hello. Love seeing them. And I got to get to this. Now, if you don't mind, JJ, play the Tony Pauline sound that was, he was a guest of Mike and Tony's on Jaguars today. And this big discussion, particularly from, you know, the, the Gator side of things, is, is Anthony Richardson a top 10 quarterback in the draft? And when, I should say a top 10 pick in the draft or a first round quarterback in the draft. Tony Pauline, who does an unbelievable job breaking down uh, the draft and the potential prospects that are out there, he does not follow anyone else's trail. Here's what he had to say about AR. If I was making the call, I would not draft Anthony Richardson in the first three rounds because he is so unpolished. He's going to need so much work. You know, there are times when he's at the top of his game and he just wows you. He just blows you away with some magnificent plays and some athleticism. But those are far and few between because he stares down the primary target. He's all over the place with throws. I think the Florida State game, he completed 30% of his passes. You can't do that. He just needs so much work. Do I think he's going to go top 10? I I think there's no way he goes top 10. Uh, Just like I thought there was no way Malik Willis and and Kenny Pickett were going to go top 10 last year. So, I I love it. 
Uh, he is not hiding behind someone else's analysis. He, he's not. He's not. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think you can compare um, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis to the potential that could be Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Look, I've been as, as big a critic as anybody of Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson. But if you have a, a quarterback's coach or an offensive coordinator, specifically the quarterback's coach, who you trust in completely, and he looks at you in the eye and says, I can get him. You're going to take him. Someone You're will, going to take him. Someone will, the, the combine eyes, as I like to call them, someone will fall in love well, with the quarterback. Well, someone believes they can teach him. Right. Yeah. And someone get it will out believe, of him. Right, because yeah. you can't teach size. You can't teach speed. No. Those are two things that Anthony Richardson has that maybe Malik Willis has. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, <laughs> yeah. who, did, who did for what it's worth, obviously was not a top-ten quarterback, but he was a first-round quarterback, right. and it was because the Pittsburgh Steelers said, We've been watching this kid we in our own him. backyard. Yeah. We know who he is, right. and we believe we can make him a starting quarterback in the yeah. National Football yeah. League. He truly played in their yard. <laughs> in, you can, in and their another stadium. thing, too, is, is, I mean, Malik's barely six foot. Yeah. You can't compare Malik and Anthony Rich. They're completely no. different players. But, okay, but here's the Anthony deal. Anthony Rich's arm strength and the ability to make every throw compared to Malik Willis? Yeah, but here's the night deal. Night and day. Malik Willis' skill set follows today's blueprint for the quarterback. Somewhat, and he, yeah. And, and he fell yeah, yeah. into the third round because level of competition, inexperience, question marks, whatever it might have been. Now, here's the other guy that I like to give credit to, Barrett Silly, who we have on yep. quite often. We'll probably get him on, on this subject next week. But his top ten does not include Anthony Richardson. Now, this is a top ten that you know kind of surprises me just a little bit. These are the quarterbacks for the draft, and this is the order that he goes in. C.J. Stroud, this is not where they're going to fall in the draft. This is just the flipping top ten quarterbacks of the draft. Stroud first, Young second, Hendon Hooker third, then Aiden O'Connell, Jake Hayner, Jared Hall, Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, uh, Tanner McKee. Will Levis is his tenth guy, which is a surprise. And there is no AR among the top ten. But he dropped Levis all the way to tenth. I got got Tanner McKee might get picked in the first round, too. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of speculation about that. There's a – this one was I, I, interesting I, th- to me. He's, he's putting his, Stetson his top Bennett ten is very is, is very yeah. college oriented because right. Hendon Hooker, if he gets picked in the sixth round, it'll be a shock. Yeah, that's true. And you also have to add to the injury to, yeah, the, to, of the, to the part of this. Of but course. here's the thing I like about Hendon Hooker is that size wise, like he he's not as good as Bryce he's Young. Skinny. Yeah, he's skinny, he's skinny. But, he can, but he's got a frame that can add weight yeah. and can move. He ain't Bryce Young. I'm not even going to try and say that, but. Size-wise, he might have a better shot of surviving and thriving uh, in the NFL. Right, and that's the, you know, Taylor Dahl was getting very upset when we were talking about it this morning. Of course, her beloved Bears, all this Mm -hmm. speculation of will they trade Justin Fields because they want Bryce Young, and Bryce Young has things you can't teach. Justin Fields has things you can't teach. He's 6'3". He's 35 pounds heavier than Bryce Young, and he got beat up behind that Bears offensive line. What is going to happen to Bryce Young? If he goes there. I, you know what? I just and I I, I, I got to go with what Lincoln Riley said about Kyler Murray. Yeah. He's been the smallest guy in the field his entire life. He knows how to not get hit. He knows when to get down. Yeah, how's that worked out, out for bounds. Kyler? Yeah. He's currently well, coming I mean, back for him. Well, had, I mean, it worked out for a second, a huge contract for him. Well, I know that, but he also did not get down. He His arm was hanging off his body right. two seasons right. ago, and he, he he learned some tough lessons, and he was so but, cat quick. But Drew quick. Brees is I, – I, I see like, Bryce like, Young as Drew Brees. Is what like I Kyler Murray is cat quick. Bryce Young – quick but not like Kyler oh I don't know man uh, well he's got the maneuverability yeah and he's got Bryce, arm. Bryce is way more between yeah. the ears and that's why it's so hard for me to knock the guy because he is a magician he's a wizard we say yeah. it every college football Saturday for how many years now yeah, he's, he's but 195 pounds yeah. in the NFL 
Kyler's at least got some thick on him. Yeah. Bryce Young is not thick. The other but it doesn't is, mean he can't get yeah. thick. It's another thing. Right. How heavy was Drew Brees? 210, 205? Yeah, but the, honestly, the game's different, much different now from 04, whenever he came in. Yeah, I, think to now. I think Drew Brees at his, at his height right now would be yeah. very good in the NFL. Still, right now. still very good. You're, you're right about that. But he, he doesn't take off. He moves a little bit when he has. That's moves another a thing with Bryce. When he Bryce knows how to avoid a rush, too. Yeah. I mean, he gets away from guys. He finds spaces in the pocket yeah. that it's uncanny. But here's the thing. This is like the Chicago Bears are defining insanity as we all define it. By doing this, you mean. By constantly thinking of how we're going to fix the quarterback spot. And what do they do? They never fix the quarterback spot. And this might be the closest to a good quarterback that they've had in a while. Okay, that includes all the other but things. But is it that, a complete quarterback? Okay, but just listen to these numbers. This is a neg for Justin Fields. This is a okay. positive for your argument. But I still think it's insane to constantly go back to the same well fishing, and you know there's only so many fish in this watering hole. It's just a stupid thing to do. Justin Fields, the last two seasons, and this pairs up with what Taylor Dahl has talked about with just a miserable offensive line. The total number of sacks, interceptions, and fumbles the last two seasons for Justin Fields. Just give me a closest to the pin. This is sacks, interceptions, fumbles the last two seasons. All together. 144. Yeah. Well, he was huh? sacked. 144. Yeah, he was sacked like, what, 60-something times. And then I'm going to say 98. I love where both of you closest to the pin was Matt because it's 140. Jeez. Can you believe that? I knew it was, it I knew it was high. 100. It's not just the sacks. It's also the turnovers. It's combined sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. That is the most in the National Football League. It blew my mind. What's his so combined turnovers? Like, it's in the 30s, isn't it? Something like that. And what did you say? I mean, close to 70 sacks. So. And we always say sacks are a quarterback stat. That's why Trevor Lawrence doesn't get sacked all that much. Yeah. And so, I, but I don't think, I mean. But I just don't want to keep taking the trash out. Like right. the the beautiful uh, St. Augustine Beach, they come once a week. I don't want to take my trash out every, every right, day. But you also have to look at it this way. He, he's been there two years. So let's get beyond the protection issues, okay? Which is a major issue. I know it is. No, I know it is. But you have to look at it this way. If you are the general manager and head coach, does he have the skills to be a 12-win quarterback, to be a guy that can go deep in the playoffs. Yeah. If you don't think – wait, if you don't yeah. think he does, you're not chasing. You're mm-hmm. just trying to find someone. Right, you got to keep And moving. you have the first pick, right. and you got Bryce Young staring yeah. you in the face. Yeah, I know, I know. But they have gone. They have, no, I know what they've they done. I, I get it. I get it. But and I, don't, I just, don't think it's chasing. I think it's – the quarterback is everything. This is so I think you got to find this it. This is just from Mike Glennon to Mitch Trubisky to Nick Foles, to Andy I mean, Dalton. Yeah, to, uh, it's just on and on and on. It's just it's nuts worse than this town. Done. And they just kept trading things away. At least we had Gardner in there. And, and but none up. of those guys were really the Fields' no. young argument. No, no. So you've got a legitimate argument. And well, actually, worth, tr- many actually people, Trubisky was the guy they thought right. would be that. Yeah, many he, people, he was just up there because there was no one else in that draft. Yeah. If anything, if we, if we want to talk Trubisky, we can compare Trubisky to Carson Wentz, and we compare Justin Fields to Jalen Hurts. It's yeah. a much similar parallel to that because we saw, yeah. I mean, a year ago there were people questioning if the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. should be investing in a quarterback. And I, think, I think Hurts is a great example of why you shouldn't just uh, turn and burn on Justin Fields. I really do because when protected – he has improved his passing stats. He reduced his inter- – he's done a lot of things that but are good. He, They're not great. No, but I'll but, tell you this. He improved from year one to year two as a thrower. Yeah. Significantly improved. Did Justin Fields improve from year one to year two? Well – Did he really I, play year one yeah, is my question. He didn't really. He didn't really consistently and play. it was honestly – Neither it was, did Hurts for what it's hurts. worth. It was hut, hut, drop, run. I mean, that's what it was. I get it. I, I'm Look, I'm just playing devil's advocate. All I'm saying yeah. is – 
if you're the GM and you're the coach and you don't think he's a guy yeah. that can get you the, to the playoffs, yeah. why, why you know, continue banging your head against the wall? You know what Justin Fields needs? Turn around. You see, you see Big Mike's kid? Yeah. That kid's five years old, okay? Five? No that kid five? will be blocking. He, he will be blocking for Justin Fields. Oh, my God. In, in 10 years. Is okay? he playing Pop Warner yeah, yet? Yeah. We need to get him he's, signed up he's tomorrow. He's playing ball. He's playing ball. I'm going to sign him to a futures contract. <laughs> All right. We'll keep it rolling. Famous Quick Loop right here on San Jose Boulevard, hanging out until the 3 o'clock hour hits. You can see the 1010XL broadcast bus drop on by 9902 San Jose Boulevard. Come say hello to the folks here at Famous Quick Loop. They will make you feel famous. <laughs> It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Pantera, another great band that you'll hear at the Welcome to Rockville concert. You can enter for a chance to win a VIP set of tickets to that show right here at Famous Quick Lube 9902. Or did I do mispronounce yep. that? 9902. Want to make sure I wasn't getting the numbers confused. 9902. San Jose Boulevard. San Jose That's where we are hanging out until 3 o'clock. Mio, Brian, Joe C, Matt Hayes, top champion on the ones and twos. JJ back at 1010XL World Headquarters. So make sure to stop on by. Not only can you get a special $19.99 conventional oil change, but you also can enter to win that prize pack from Welcome to Rockville. We, of course, are keeping tabs on everything going on in Southern California at the Genesis Invitational. Keith Mitchell, still your solo leader. He is now at nine under with one hole to play. Colin Morikawa in sole possession of second place at eight under. Max Homa, John Rahm, third and fourth on the leaderboard. They tee off at 326 and 304 p.m. respectively. And a check-in on Eldrick Woods, Mr. Joe C. He is right now holding level. I think it's all pars on the back nine, which is the front side of Riviera for that group that started on 10. But he's still two under par right now. And, and you know, we're steaming towards a cut line right now. Is either going to be one over, might be two over. He's still got plenty He's playing 13 right now. Playing yeah. 13. Yeah, so right now, a dozen holes in, two under. I think it's looking good. Uh, we have said from day one to day two, you want to see whether there's a more pronounced limp, uh, you know, whatever. Like, he needs to be able to finish on his left side. He needs to have all that stabilization going. He needs to feel good when he lines up. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he was roping some, some shots at these flags. And just feeling confident. By the way, I forgot to ask Carney if anything was slipped to him on the 17th uh, yesterday after Tiger Woods drove it past Justin Thomas and handed him, well, he handed him. A tampon. A t- the pink tax is coming <laughs> yeah. back, ladies. It Get ready. It was just hilarious. Uh, Justin Thomas, speaking of three under through those 13 holes today, combined with yesterday's opening round. And Rory McIlroy tied for fifth at five under. Those are Tiger's playing partners for his second straight day. Almost. No, no par fives remaining yeah. on the front I mean, Look line. at this one, Matty. Look how close he was on this par three. This is the one that he almost aced earlier. Yeah. And you can go to PJ Tour, you know, the app, and check it out. But, I mean, he dropped it right in front right of in the, the cup. Oh, my Literally. God. Right it was just an un- – and his shots into 16 and 18 yesterday. I was talking to the uh, Swan Dog, Swan Dog Millionaire, who is part of PJ Tour Live and, and, and all of our – I do the international television broadcast. He does it as well. And he said just the vibe. The electricity, it you can't dupe that. No. And it doesn't can, matter how old he gets. Yeah. Doesn't matter the injuries he sustained. And there are plenty of other guys that are stars that can move the meter, but they're not there's, like him. It's man. only he, he's got a different meter. Yeah. He, by okay. the way, he just parred five, so he's got four holes to go. He's got a par three coming up. Four holes to go. He's gonna have to implode to not make the cut. All right. Don't even say that. 
Don't say that, Matt Hayes. <laughs> is there a five in front of him? Is there a par five in front of him? No, no, no more five. He's got, yeah. he's got a par three. A three and the rest fours. And then three fours. Right. Yeah, par 71 I'll there, say Riviera. this much, though, Joe. Like, having, you know, uh, briefly interacted with Tiger at the World Golf Hall of Fame induction ceremony mm -hmm. outside of PJ World Headquarters last year. Mm -hmm. And it's no surprise. And I said it to somebody last night, and they were like, well, why are you surprised? It's all he could do when his leg was laid up. I mean, his biceps, oh, yeah. his arm strength, and obviously you don't want that to be the sole reason you're able to drive the drive the golf ball, but it's just insane compared to wherever it's been over the course of his 30-year yeah. career. And I don't know what's going on. I like saying these things. He is hitting it farther in his first time out in 23 than we've seen him hit it in a while. And Rory and them immediately noticed that. Yes, sir. I love it, JJ. You're picking up on what I'm putting down uh, because he committed to doing something in the time that he wasn't on the golf course. Are you to saying sure. performance-enhancing drugs? Is that I, I'm not saying that. Did I? Did I, I? I would never suggest anything like that. I'm just simply saying he might have spun some blood. I have no idea. But he is now wheeling it. If he can keep it straight, he can find enough fairways to keep him in position where he can hit shorter irons into these greens. And he was losing a lot of yardage to these big hitters. And I'm, I, I That's want not illegal on the tour, is it? No. Spinning blood? No, spinning blood. I mean, look, uh, Gio and I do it every Sunday. I'm breaking bones. Uh, <laughs> so it's not illegal. But, um, you know, I'm sure he's looking at different ways that he can improve his, his ball speed, club head speed, all that stuff. But he, he knows that he's got to get to a point where he can, you know, he's looking at equipment. It was so funny, Rory, and this is kind of technical on the golf side, but he said he moved his driver up one click. You you have adjustable drivers now, and he picked up maybe eh, a half a degree of loft, maybe a little bit less than that with one click. He said, I'm clicking that bad boy back down. I'm not letting Tiger hit it past me. <laughs> and so we'll see what the numbers are today. From Riviera to Daytona, one last call if you have yes. any picks for this Sunday's Great American Race. So to set it up, you've got to pick two drivers. And J.J.'s keeping track, and we're going to have just a fun little prize pack. We may have to ask the famous uh, uh, Quick Lube boys if they'll throw in on this. But we've got a chance for you to pick your top two drivers. And then as a tiebreaker, you're picking the total laps led for the eventual winner. Uh, and it could be a guy that leads the last two laps. You never know yeah. because we've seen Michael McDowell and Austin Sendrick just two come from nowhere guys the last couple of years that have won it. So you never know. But the top, top two and then the total laps led. So you can hit uh, J.J. with a phone call, 641-1010, and, and, you know, we'll probably do another half dozen, something like that. Yep, we'll absolutely take some more of those. We're going to hit our prop bets coming up at yeah. 240, our picks for the Daytona 500. Um, but in the interim, do want to hit a couple other news and notes around the National Football League. We begin with Aaron Jones. We've talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers going into the darkness this week. Perhaps mm -hmm. this is a indicator of which way A.A. Ron was leading before he I'm entered his uh, – his hibernation. That because, was an indicator for me. Because here's the thing. is So the Packers GM said he was confident they would get Jones back, and they obviously did. They've now restructured his contract. He was set to make $16 million, and now he will make $11 million this yeah. season. That says to me there's a party uh, still in Packerland because he loves Aaron Jones, and they, they may just want to keep it together. I still will be surprised if they don't move him and try and get as much out of him. But – that's still not a bad situation for Aaron Rodgers but and Aaron what's Jones. the leverage he's using by saying before he went into the darkness, yeah. for lack of a better way Which of saying Which I love it. saying, by I, the way. I went on, into the bathroom on, here at Famous Quick Loop, could not find the light. Suddenly I had this cathartic moment, and so then I came out. I was so he's on McAfee's show, and he says, no matter what happens, it was a great 18 years. Yeah, yeah. 
What's why is he saying that? What's the leverage? Because other than he just, wants out. Just no, like, it's just to make everybody panic, and then the Packers top brass and all those just, stakeholders and yeah, but they're not going to give him any more money. Holders panic. But it's, but it's just, but it is, it's true what Mia's saying. But it's also like Evan Ingram doing his thing. Correct. You, you, you never know what people. It's are like Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I'm not going to get yeah. released. Yeah. I'm not going to get cut. You, you, you never know. There's what, a reason behind everything. Yeah, there guys. really is, and so. Yes. He, and he listen, is the master, Aaron Rodgers. And he has enjoyed. He did it all last year. He has enjoyed himself. So that's himself. my point. What's the reason behind it? Why he enjoys are you saying chaos. That? He's because an agent of not chaos. Even because yeah. he wants out. Well, he wants out or he wants control. You know, he, he might get both. Control uh, it, of what, though? What's he want control of? He was ticked off last year that Gudikins and those guys weren't listening to him. And they ended up listening to him. And they at least kind of came together a little bit. But Aaron Rodgers has reached a point where it doesn't matter what he thinks he's getting out of something. He just wants to do something. He wants to hear himself talk. He wants to hear other people talk about him. He has become the Madonna of the National Football League. Mm, he's I'm a not, diva. I don't know about that. He I'm is. not saying he's not a diva. I'm just saying I, I, and think I love watching a I think, play, he, I think the underlying thing is he wants out. That's what I think. What about if he's the Taylor Swift of the NFL? Would you buy that? Well, she's I mean, a mastermind, which yeah. actually pretty much lines up very well with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. So. We're lined up perfectly, meanwhile, with our uh, second-to-last break here. So let's take it. When we come back, we'll hit those Daytona predictions, prop bets. Also want to talk a little bit about Alvin Kamara. He was indicted in that mm. battery case among four other men in a Las Vegas nightclub in February 2022. Expectations for the Saints. Derek Carr visited with them last week. He's visiting with the Jets this week, that and a whole lot more. Coming up next right here, XL Primetime Live from Famous Quick Lube. you got a half an hour to stop on by San Jose Boulevard. And, of course, we'll be back with our friends at Famous Quick Lube next Friday at their new Penman location out at the beach. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. I love the rock. I love the rock. Big hair, heavy metal. Welcome to Rockville down at Daytona coming up in May. God smack is going to be part of the lineup. And just as JJ the DJ is rocking a little Godsmack, and we are here at Famous Quick Loop, he also did a little play-by-play for us. Tiger Woods, with now three holes to play, makes a bogey. At least it was Could have been double. a double. Could have, what was the footage was, on, on that bogey? Around 10-ish. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's a grinder right there. Absolutely. That's a grinding That lets you know pie. he's locked in. As much as we were worried about the fatigue, mm-hmm. He's locked in. Yeah. I didn't try to speak it into existence. But yeah, I why don't did. you just like uh, back off of Eldrick? Why don't you? <laughs> the last three holes yesterday, you might say, "Hey, this is kind of where you know wear and tear might catch up." That was where he was throwing darts and ended up. He drove. He hit the green in two at 17. It went through the back of the green. Right. Whereas Rory and JT both came up short and missed. And then he popped one on and did not have a short putt for birdie. Did not have a short putt. I want to say it was about 26 feet. Anyway, he knocked that bad boy in, which but was to huge. be fair, this is the back-to-back now. He's in day two of back-to-back. Exactly, yeah. So I mean, we're next, see. this Listen. is going to be a grind these next yeah. couple He holes. also, yeah. on this same sixth hole, uh, the par three, 
he tried to. This honestly looks like a shot of mine. If you're looking at the video right now, he tried to. All right, putt it, it happened on he, our show. Tried, we did compare a shot of ours to Tiger's. Yes, he tried to putt it 72 feet out, yeah. and he putted it into the bunker. Yeah. I mean, I give him credit. Like if he, he if he had hit the slope a little bit to the left, yeah. it probably rides it and it drops it right there, shy of the cup. But yeah, yeah no, that looks like what I tried to do at TPC Sawgrass last Monday. No, and that's how I tough, applaud him. I yeah. applaud him. It's how tough the pins can be and how slick the greens can be, which makes it happen like that. And you can end up looking like a dummy, and he doesn't like looking like a dummy. Short order, uh, yeah. That's for sure. Hmm? In short order, you can. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hap, hap, you know, just like – and I'm trying to think of who it was yesterday, but, you know, a couple of those guys, same kind of thing, just a really embarrassing chunk shot or whatever it was coming out of that Kikuyu grass. With, uh, and it just – it makes you look silly. It, it really does. So we'll see how these guys go. Hopefully he's part of the weekend. Uh, it will be big uh, if it goes down like that. All right, we got a handful of folks in our prop bets, top two drivers you're predicting, and then the total laps led. So let's throw our picks out there. And I'm just going to jump in right now and say I'm taking Kyle Busch at 17-1, at to 1, uh, even though he's going to a backup car. Larry Mack and I were vibing on that early, and Kyle Busch is one of the guys that, if you're looking for a guy who just can drive the wheels off of anything. And by the way, he still had a classic a couple of weeks ago when he got caught with a firearm in his luggage. He said he just forgot. Right. He just forgot that I had a it's gun. It's so Kyle Busch. Yeah, too, I mean, man. it really is. He's coming up back from Mexico. I honestly they, would put it more on Kurt than Kyle to yeah. be that way. But. Yeah, and so it's like all of a sudden the Eminem man, I'm, I'm, I'm like more of a fan now because he forgot he had the firearm in his in his luggage. But anyway, I'm going to take him as one of mine. So you guys pick pick one. Who all you right, got? All right, so Kyle Busch. Um, I do kind of like Larry Mack's pick of Ryan Blaney. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, our buddy Stuart Weber, Action News Jacks, because he has been a Ryan Blaney fan since day one. I don't know why, but he has been Blaney Central. And I will say, Larry brought up a great point. He always seems to find a way at Daytona to finish yeah. top ten. And the thing, I like, just my connection, I don't root for him, but my yeah. connection is his dad was a World of Outlaw driver, and we got to announce way back in the day at St. Augustine Speedway there when the World go. of Outlaws were there, and Dave Planey was one bad-ass guy. Well, that was racing, I mean, baby. Oh, he was. The I, World I, of Outlaws is racing. I've never I, – I, there's no way you can describe what it's like other than when they come out of turn four on a restart, it's like they're shot out of a cannon. And you say to yourself, come on, that's just uh, figuratively speaking. It, that's what it felt like. Right. It's what it felt like. And so anyway – Blaney was the outlaw, one of the outlaw guys that transferred over. And so his son racing his tail off. So that's a good one to go for. Yeah. All right. So you got Blaney, Ryan Blaney. Who's your first, Maddie? JJ, I'm gonna you want go, to go, I'm going to go with Joey Logano. Okay. And I'm going to go with whoever's running the uh, Woods Brothers car. Okay. I don't even think. I don't even think they feel one. Are they still one. the net field one this year? I don't think so. Let's look it up. Uh, I mean, they've been around for a long, long time. That That is an homage to the old school. Yes, it is. All right, but you got – who would you say, Logano? Logano. Okay, of course, uh, uh, JJ, this is your moment to say, okay. Harrison uh, Burton, who's actually a really good dude, is yeah. driving the Wood Brothers. Wood Brothers? Okay. Yeah, he Burton. was a full-time rookie Joey last Logano. year. Because um, a NASCAR, Joe, it's yeah. the car. The number it's 21. The they've been around it's forever. The car, and they drive, it was a 21 car, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a 21. It's a 21. It's a Ford I mean, Mustang, yeah. Because <laughs> Michael yeah. Waltrip drove that thing forever, and there were plenty yeah. of other ones. Morgan Morgan Freeman. Morgan, Morgan Shepard. <laughs> Morgan Shepard drove that one. JJ, this is the perfect opportunity for you to say to Matt, oh, wow, uh, nice to dig deep instead of going for the number one overall pick like we were doing with our uh, NFL picks because he it, takes Logano Exactly. The, the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Everybody knew that. I'll go with Kyle Larson for my first pick. 
Okay, okay. I like okay. that. He's sitting All on right. the pole with Bowman. Now, do you want to snake it on back, and you can take your, your next one? All right. Jump then right I'll back go in there. with uh, Denny Hamlin. Good choice. Okay. It's an excellent choice because Denny is always around the top. All right. Three-time so, winner at Daytona. Yeah, Matt already did. I'm guessing that's Ward Burton's son, so I'm taking yeah. Ward Burton's son with the Ward Burton. It right. is, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you got Burton. And I'm going to take Eric Amarola, a uh, Tampa guy. Uh, I got to speak to him the last few Daytona media days. I mean, this is, you know, for a kid growing up in Florida, this is all you ever wanted. He came up just short a couple of years ago, and it really grinded his gears when Austin Dillon and company beat him at the, at the finish line. So, yeah, and, and like Larry Mack alluded to, he could retire at the end of this Which year. Which is so weird. How he's 38, old is he? 38 years old. That's weird. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's and very passionate about his kids. He's very involved in uh, coaching yeah, like them. I we, think we, it's we had him on a couple of years ago yeah. when we were down there, and he's I like him because yeah. he's, he's, he's Florida boy. Yeah. And he, he went through the Richard Petty uh, team ownership for a while. I like him. And I think I think he kind of he, he, he drives a little more cautious than maybe he should. He might sling it around there and see if he's willing to take chances. All right, I'm just going to go – in honor of Bushlight and Kevin Harvick, yeah, you know, this choice. is his last run. I was going to say, someone's got to take yeah, Harvick. Yeah, I'm going to take Harvick. And, and yeah. then, look, there's so many other good ones. Hamlin would easily be one of the better choices. I love Truex. I'm always picking him down there at Daytona. Keselowski and Elliott, all good. But I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and sign up my man, Kevin Harvick. And it's Harvick. a good choice because, if nothing else, uh, he'll get into a wreck on yeah. the second or third to last lap, and he'll provide he, a lot of entertainment. He ran six. Jerry's out the door. These boys are packing up here. Jerry and the boys—they were—they were making some yeah. sort of—they're uh, making some sort of waving at us yeah. too. So you know what they are? They're when the you're here, your family at Famous Quick Lube. They're the Sopranos you. of the oil business. They really That's are. That's what they are. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, all right. So our picks are in, and then all you guys got to do is make sure you keep track of your top two and the total laps led. Uh, it is XL Primetime from Famous Quick Lube. About to wrap our show up and say hello to the French show coming up. Hey, remember this? This is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry! Way downtown! Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! And here he is, having the time of his life. Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead. Timeout Utah, 5.2 seconds left. Michael Jordan running on fumes with 45 points. Well, it's not an exact date in terms of the Modelo moment, but it is Air Jordan's birthday. Michael Jordan with that highlight back in the day, the win over the Jazz. Michael, one of six NBA championships. Surprised JJ that played won. that, actually. And JJ did. He didn't even say begrudgingly. He just flat played it because he recognizes greatness like we all do. We will not even get into the thread last night. My God, where, our where, group text was on one. <laughs> I went to reply, and there already was 18 more. And it I was, was like, just right, hilarious. You know, right. I, sent, I sent him it later. I sent him just me and him because we gig each other all the time. I sent him this Larry Bird. This guy, Super 70 Sports on Twitter. Oh, yeah. The guy, the guy tweeted out, the time Larry Bird fought the entire Detroit Pistons team. <laughs> and then I said to JJ, that's not happening right now, pal. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, a great Modelo moment. As we wrap it up, let's say hello to the Francis Show. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
All right, so we go from Mandarin to San Susi. A quick hello to our man, Hayes Carline, the Embedded and Shredded, uh, with the Frangie Show getting ready to go. Hey, we're starting to see a little weather come in, Hayes Carline. Little weather, but I don't think it's anything that's going to hold us up for very long, if at all, good. really. We're still a good hour from first pitch of uh, Bishop good. Snyder and Fletcher here at the Walk-Off Charities Tournament. Um, and so, yeah, I think we're going to be okay. It's a little gray right now, but the wind is moving so fast that I, I wouldn't imagine this thing is going to be a problem for, uh, for much longer. And like I said, if at all. Because uh, right now we don't have any rain, knock on every piece of wood that I can find. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so uh, we're excited to be back out here for the, uh, our final day here. Uh, there is baseball tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to come watch some great high school baseball, come on out to San Susi. All right, brother man. We will be listening as you guys get set up there. They can drop on by and check it out. Thanks, dude. All right, thank you guys. Take care. All right, Hayes Carline, Frank Frangi. Lauren Brooks as they get ready to roll. Tom Champ, you did a great job for us. We always, definitely have to say thank you. Always, thanks always. to him. JJville, always making it happen. Uh, and thanks to Famous Quick Loop because we are here today, next Friday, the exact same thing, and it's kind of the, the beach uh, nooners. Home game for Matt and I. Yeah. We're yeah. very yeah. excited. So it's Beach and Pinman next week with another grand opening, Famous Quick Loop. They've got 14 locations all over the city, so make sure you check them out. And it could be the Famous Quick Loop, could be the Famous Automotive, but they want to make sure they take care of you. Military specials, senior citizens, ladies' day. they got all kinds of great things And more happening. importantly, another opportunity for Big Mike and Jerry yeah. to cook you up some grub. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and look, uh, the young son of Big Mike, I'm going to be charting his growth uh, over the next I'm telling you, Joe, we need to sign years. him to a futures yeah. deal. This yeah. kid. I wouldn't. Listen, I'm going to introduce Billy Napier to him. You can't teach that size. Yeah, I'm going to introduce Billy Napier to him just so we can at least maybe kind of recruit uh, a future five-star before he becomes a five-star. Uh, but thanks to Mike and Jerry and everybody who took care of us here. We are out. you got the Francis Show coming up. Enjoy the Daytona 500, people, because you're going to be able to have it right here on 1010XL. As we go out, our normal Friday anthem, crank it for all of those out there in Duval, J.J. That ain't good enough. You gotta let the blood out my mouth. Let's go, baby. Whoa!